Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, November the 2nd, 2017. We have officially crossed over out of October into November, and that means we are ever closer to hating our lives for at least six months here in Canada. Because winter, it's coming. And it's coming quick. Mr. Maximus Black. Yeah. I'm going to ask you how you're doing today, even though I already know because we talked for about five hours before we did anything today. So, uh, but all, for everyone else, let's pretend that conversation didn't happen. How are you doing today, I'm sir? I'm good. I'm good. Little, uh, little tired. It's been some long days. Um, yeah, ever since I got into cryptocurrency, I've been just all my extra hours and I've been making extra hours uh, to, to do research and all that fun stuff. So it's been exciting, but it's been tiring. A little drained. I need I need like mm. one good night of ten hours, twelve hours of sleep, no joke, and just to recharge the batteries, and I'll be good to uh, to grind for another couple mm. weeks. Oh, I know, I know, I know that feel. I'm there with you. I should turn myself down a little bit. It's very difficult. You know, you know what I wish um, OBS or or XSplit would do in the future. They have they have the bars for audio. But what I would love to see is the actual number associated with that bar, because in the world of audio, if if two people are talking and one's only two decibels higher, the bar is not going to show a hell of a lot. But the two decibels means a hell of a lot in terms of loudness difference. And so I just I need a I need a number. I need a meter. I need a meter. Figure it all out. I think I'm actually going to move all this stuff in the next couple weeks at some point to my streaming PC. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the audio is balanced for the two PC setup and not the one, so maybe I'll just move everything over and and be done with it. Um, but uh, anyway, let me just move this on over here. I think this will work. Yes, it will. There you go. Here we are on camera. So, uh, so Jeff, lots of stuff happened this week in the world of gaming, and by lots, I mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> We've said nothing in the past, but this week, literally, nothing. actually, nothing happened. Yeah. Literally nothing has transpired uh, in uh, in the last uh, in the in the last week. So, with that being uh, said, we are going to uh, take this episode and just it's going to be it's not going to be split up into two parts uh, like uh, like usual. We're going to be simply uh, having one podcast a segment this week, and uh, we're just going to call it the Gong Show. And Jeff and I are going to answer questions from Patreon. We're going to answer questions from chat here on Twitch. Uh, did you get a video up? I did not. On uh, I can do no? it right now, though. Live. Oh, we do it live? I can do it live. Um, all right, well, as, as the sage Bill O'Reilly once said, Fuck it, we're doing it live! Yep. Uh, let me see. So that's what we're going to do. All right, let, me, let me open this up. Let me share my monitor. Make you bigger. There we go. All right, here we go. That did not work. Just one second. Okay. Put my webcam up. Here we go. Webcam. Oh, I can't put my webcam up because I'm using it no, on Skype. No, you can't. You can't. Oh my goodness. Just make it a blank screen. All right. Let me... Just literally black. 
Okay, there we go. I got you. Oh, there we go. I'm actually um, sharing the screen that I see on Skype. Oh, there you go. All right, great. Perfect. Uh, Problem solved. We have the technology. There we go. All right, here we go. Hey, what is up, everybody? I got Adam half on the screen here. Uh, we are live right now with some technical alpha. We're doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to be basically doing a big Q&A. Panic is out on uh, BlizzCon. He's gone. And nothing has happened in the week of gaming. So we're doing something a little bit different. We want to just sit down and shoot the shit. And uh, that's what this week's episode is going to be. So if you want to tune in, link is in the description below. And come and give us some questions. We're not only taking them from the Patreon, but we're taking them live in chat. As long as this video is up, we're still live. Tune in now. And Adam is... Anyway. Tune, tune in. <laughs> All right, we're good. Perfect. I will, I will upload Nailed it. it. So you- Nailed it. So that's, that's, that's this week's podcast, guys. So uh, brace yourself for that. We can get some gaming stuff in, though, just so that we don't piss off anyone on iTunes for the... Uh, you know, for the employees that never actually hear this podcast, uh, I wanted to I wanted to uh, to talk to Mister Black a little bit about his experience with the evil within, mm. and I'll talk a bit first. I'll talk a bit first while he's posting this video up, because sometimes I feel like I'm I'm just I'm just too picky with my games, and I probably am sometimes. And that's kind of what happens after you play as many games as I have. At some point in your life, you just, you've seen it all, you've done it all, and it all just kind of bleeds together, and you get, you get pickier than you probably should be, uh, especially when you do it, you know, as a, as a job as well. You're not just doing it on your own time for fun. So when I played The Evil Within years ago, when I think it was the year came out, which was like, I don't know, 2013, 2014, I feel like, I, I don't know, somewhere, I, I honestly can't remember, it was a... My hair is amazing. Um, it was a while ago, and uh, I remember playing it, and I liked the first two-thirds of the game insofar as that it was relatively unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the story was a bit a bit The Matrix, but I, I could let it go. Uh, and, and so, you know, the, it, was, it was a bit unique. And it, graphically, it wasn't the ugliest thing in the world. It definitely wasn't going to win any awards, but I've, I've played far uglier games. And the PC uh, version at that time had some of the worst, you know, uh, hurdles to get around to even have the game run smoothly. But eventually they patched those things up. Mm-hmm. And so in general, it was it was just kind of, it was an okay experience for the first two thirds. I didn't hate it completely. There was some stupid stuff going on here and there. Jeff ran into the same fence zombie that uh, that I did. Yeah, that was funny. It happens in everyone's game. Yeah. It is it's impressive because you watch anyone play it, that's now like the fourth person I've seen it happen to. Same zombie, same fence. You can stand in front of him, he's an idiot. He'll just keep running into the fence. You can shoot him and he, it won't change his pathing. He will just continually run into the fence. So there's all sorts of stupid shit. But the last third of the game is 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 such an absolute mindfuck for all the wrong reasons. Uh, the game doesn't really deliver story particularly well to begin with, but the last, even if you gut all the story, the last third of that game, do, well, how I describe it to people is it goes 100% anime. Everything else goes out the window. They they say, screw the survival horror. They give you this weird boss rushy, 
room of death thing, and then it full... Uh, There's going to get some spoilers when we talk about this day, but it goes full-blown fucking anime. I guess I'll describe it here real quick, to, for those of you who haven't seen this. If you, if you haven't, Jeff, do you have a, a highlight of the whole last boss yet? Uh, no. Because when Miyagi... Oh my god, that, was so, up, that was so gold. It, it was so perfect. You know he hit him up with the yakety sacks, the 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 you know yep. the Benny Hill theme, and and the and the <laughs> the boss is is just this amorphous, massive brain spider tumor thing that you've never seen before, and it has almost nothing really to tie in other than the brain part with the story. And then you're just kind of flying in space. Yeah. Like you're just falling. It's fucked. It's, it's an acid you're just trip falling it's not even and a good one. No. And thankfully, thankfully, as you're falling, God bless them. Here comes a Humvee out of fucking nowhere. Uh, a legit, just a Humvee yeah. with a, a 50 caliber machine gun strapped to the back of it with infinite ammo. And God help him. He just falls right into the back of that Humvee. And so obviously what you need to do is now shoot this giant octopus spider brain tumor looking motherfucker. And so you do that for a while. But then that kind of goes awry and the boss gets angry at you and he picks you up and he throws you at like a fucking wall and there's a spike on the wall and you get impaled and it doesn't look great. It's not looking good for you. The, the spike isn't a small no, one. No, it's a, it's a, it's a legit pole. Like it's, it's thick. It's sizable. Yeah. It's thick. Yeah. And he, he's feeling it for sure. Uh, and he's not long for the world on this bike, on this wall, in this weird brain world thing, whatever. And you're fucked. And here comes the boss crawling towards you. But thank God again, probably the same God that delivered you that Humvee. Here comes an enemy. Just drop out of the sky. Literally just fucking out of the sky off screen. Here comes an enemy. Falls on the wall next to you. And wouldn't you know it, the enemy's got a rocket launcher just in his hand. Mm -hmm. And not only... Does he have that rocket launcher in his hand? He's got like 16 rockets. Yeah, just loaded into it this bad fall. boy. It doesn't, it doesn't fall. Like, he fall. He hits this at what's probably fucking, you know, the classic 9.8 meters per second, whatever, fucking crazy bullshit, you know, gravity. He hits it, dead stop. Rocket launcher stays in his the cold, dead grasp of his hand. You manage to get it out of his hand despite having a spike coming through you, and he's like fucking off to the side of you. You grab it. You're shooting this fucking boss with a rocket launcher. Shit goes crazy, and the game the game ends. It's bad. And you wake up, and you're in the Matrix again. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I I I enjoyed the game up until the twelfth chapter. It was like between eleven and twelve. I think there was fifteen chapters in total. So it was about the last three chapters, and the game just kind of didn't know what it was. Uh, there was some there were some horror moments uh, at the beginning. Um, they do a really good job at not giving you a lot of ammo, so it really has that Resident Evil feel to it where you feel like every shot you take, you have to really make count, and I do like that. Um, you know, the the voice acting in it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, like, super cringe. The writing was pretty bad. But overall, the game, if I had to score it at a 10 before the last three chapters, I would have given it an 8 out of 10 for a horror game. It was, it, you know, it, it did what it's supposed to do. It was a better version of the most recent Resident Evils, except for 7, which was amazing. But beyond that, um, you know, Resident Evil 5, 6, this, this beat that in every way. 
Yes. Um, and yes. then the end came, and although the end was still better than Resident Evil Five and Six, uh, it w- <laughs> it was just so. Re- there was like a scene where it was straight out of Metal Gear Solid, where you're you're running away from spotlights and. And uh, there's just really weird traps all over the place, and it becomes a stealth game, and then it becomes a, uh, a um, like a flying shooter, and it becomes what about a, the Roombas? The Roombas that are flown around. Anyway, it <laughs> it was a gong show. If I had to give it a rating out of ten for the entire experience, I would give it a six, and that's after yeah. all of it. It's serviceable. Yeah. It was only like eleven hour game. It took me to beat it, and and I was taking my time. Usually, I run through single player games. I was looking around everywhere and picking everything up and kind of, kind of yeah, to. and I was kind of enjoying the process, but man, it got stupid. It got stupid. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I really did. I one of one of my um, one of the things that I like about it, and uh, I I played beat reviewed Evil Within two, and it was similar in that as well. Is that to its credit, despite the fact that I hate the gunplay in that game, the mouse and keyboard makes it palatable. But I, I don't like how they have you upgrading things for, like, your weapon reticle sway, yep. like, to reduce that and, and, and whatnot. And I, the whole time I'm thinking, my character is a trained police officer in the force for years. And you're going to tell me that this guy has got, like, uh, yeah. Tourette's? Yeah, it's bad. I, I, like, I just, like, he's, he's got tremors. Like, he, like I, I don't, I, it's terrible. So... You're fighting with the controller, and I beat the original with the controller twice. And so with the controller, you're fighting this horrible analog acceleration that goes zero to a thousand percent in like fucking two seconds. You can't, you're either going like through molasses or you're hyperspeed. And so landing any shots consistently is difficult by itself. Then you add what I like about the game is that the enemies are like practicing the five D's of dodgeball like no other enemy in any fucking game I've ever seen. They just, it's not like they're they are necessarily trying to dodge you, but the way that they move yeah. is so random yeah. and so just uh, different almost all the time. I mean, there's a set number of animations that they have, but you rarely feel like you're watching the, yeah, the zombie go through the same animation every time. Yeah. And when you shoot them, they don't react the same way every yeah. time. You could shoot one in the head and they'll be stunned or whatever and you can hit a second shot but maybe you shoot them and they fall one way so you can't just double tap or some of them you'll shoot and their their reaction is to fucking charge your ass yeah. and you're you're caught off guard and you don't know what's going on to its credit I think it does the combat for the enemies better than any other survival horror game I've played mm-hmm. I can agree with um, that And so uh, again there were so many things that I was like on board with but the stuff that I wasn't on board with stuck out so bad. And and the last part of the game, despite the fact that you said for yourself, for example, it was only eleven hours. Yep. Um the last the last like three or four chapters of that game felt like they dragged oh. on forever. Yeah, it was bad. Especially the last forever especially the last chapter. It was just it was ridiculous. But anyway, that's enough yes. of this fucking game. I, I'm I'm over it. I beat it. You know, it's not the worst thing ever if you can get the game for like ten bucks on a Steam sale or whatever. Pick it up and play it. Um, you might not finish it, but definitely the first six, seven hours are, are very worthy of playing for a survival horror. And uh, it mm-hmm. really is up there with the best of them. It really is. I mean, it's not like the genre yeah. is has some of the greatest of all time. It felt very Alan Wake-like. I enjoyed it just as much as I did mm-hmm. Alan Wake for the first three quarters of the game. And then it just got stupid. It's almost like they didn't know where they wanted to go. And 
Uh, and it was if you it was think bad. the first had problems with direction in terms of what they wanted the game to be, the second one, oh, yeah, is like midlife crisis. Oops, I just bought a Porsche Boxster, yeah. and I'm I'm just a balding white guy, and I made a bad I just made a bad purchasing decision. But now I need to join the local car club uh, and try and figure my life out right now while I also take like flamingo dancing lessons with my wife because I just don't know what to do. Like that's the kind of confusion the second one brings but regardless if you want to see the review for that hashtag ad go for it i've totally done it it's on my youtube channel or if you want to go to my website you can um warcouncil.tv it is it is indeed um but yeah so there you go so that was the filler while we while you uploaded all that stuff and we got to get the gaming stuff now we're going to answer some questions lots and lots of questions here at the gong show uh, Panic is at BlizzCon. Yes, he is. Currently. Uh, parading around the floor, trying to find people desperately to sell him pins because the lines are too long. And then also subsequently looking for people to go to dinner with uh, in almost a nonstop fashion on Twitter. So I hope he finds people to eat with. I hope he finds the pins he's looking for. And I hope he enjoys BlizzCon. Um... So let me just... Oh, I've reset the... Oh, we got 16, though. Damn. I'm telling you, the longer I wait, one day I'm just going to post this like five minutes before the cast goes live. Everybody just goes. And everyone's going to go. We're going to have like 300 questions. All right, so do you have anything that's there that uh, that you, that's caught your eye by any chance? Um, You pick the first one, and I'll, okay. I'll look while you're doing that here. I'm just looking through it now. Um. Okay, think... Okay, this comes in from Travis... Who is a current pledge of ten? There's always a new pledge. Thank you, Travis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, we've had a, a handful of new pledges, and we we appreciate the new blood coming in. Think back to the very last game that you played. Okay, so not the one because we just talked about the very last game you played. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about maybe the game before this one. Okay. Describe one thing that you love about the game and one thing that you hate about it. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, the one before the Evil Within, like a single player experience, or can I say like Warframe, or what? What? What are we talking about here? Yeah, any any game really that you like, just a, a recent game, I guess that you picked up. Then one thing you like and one thing you don't. Okay. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with Fortnite. because uh, that I think that okay. made the bigger impression. That works. Um. So what I like about Fortnite is it it's it's a non-serious version of uh the best out there and that's uh player unknown. It's 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 a it's a good battle royale that doesn't take itself too serious, that is much more fast-paced, the smaller map. I like the cartoony type graphics, but it's not too cartoony. Uh it just feels really good when you play it. Uh I like the building aspect. It's really fun towards the end when you're building camps and you're trying to break each other down and 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 get the last kill. Um, I like the fact that it's a competitor to battle royale and keeping them honest, and they're doing extremely well as as well, which is always good. Um, the negative, um, oh man, I think probably the negative is that it isn't it. It's not going to be as as respected as Player Unknown. 
and mainly because it is arcadey, mainly because it isn't as serious, because they're coming from a genre that is more sim-related, where it's more of like a, a simulation experience that is supposed to be ultra-realistic, and Fortnite is the complete opposite of that. And that kind of upsets me, because there'll be people that, no matter what, even if they like Fortnite, just because it isn't as competitive, they won't play it long-term. Even though it's a better-built game, it's better-run it, it it's just better in almost every conceivable way technically it won't have that level it's almost like playing starcraft but playing unranked and some people will do it the casuals will do it but the people that are serious they want competition i'm not saying you can't get that in fortnite because there's some really good players but it isn't as respected and a game needs to be respected on a competitive level in order to really succeed in terms of um you know, making tournaments and making it sort of a big deal so that your favorite personalities and players are playing it. Um, there'll be a space for it, but always sort of more on the casual side. So I, that's really the only negative I can think of with Fortnite at the moment. Mm. I haven't played in two weeks, so I don't I, I don't know about all the changes that they just recently made. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say, while well, I'm in the middle of playing for a review right now, Wolfenstein... I guess makes sense for me to talk about Wolfenstein 2, the uh, the new Colossus. Um, what I like about the game, uh, or uh, the I, I guess, is the writing and uh, the subsequent uh, voice acting mm. and and the the cutscenes themselves that deliver the writing in the game. It's a first person shooter, so you don't necessarily get like these things happening as you're going along that much. It's just obviously delivered in cutscenes. Yep. Um, the writing and the delivery and the cutscenes in that game are absolutely fucking amazing. Like super well done. They, they don't care about anything. Like they do some, some pretty sweeping, uh, social and political commentary in this game, but because it's within Wolfenstein, they can be even more. Uh, exaggerated with it and kind of make it a, a, a bit of a, a comedic thing, but then they also know when to slow it down and be quite serious about it. And they've the writing is so good that despite the fact that the incredibly exaggerated versus the uh, the the tonally serious uh, that's delivered in the game, they they don't clash at all. They fucking you, they go in and out. They could be in the same scene and they'll they'll go in and out of it. And you don't feel like you're uh, like you're you're getting jarred by a a tonal shift. It's always bang on. I've not seen anything that that uh, that's jarred me yet. I mean, you go from like uh, you're you're in this super like ridiculous situation where you've just flown to fucking Venus to be one of three guys to play as B.J. Blaskovich as you are already B.J. Blaskovich. So you're going there with like a glued-on mustache, flying to Venus with two other guys to play out the role of this <laughs> of this uh, of this director's thing. When you get there, you find out the fucking director is Hitler himself. Oh. Hitler's lost his fucking mind. He's like just feeble and fucked up and crazy. And, and like you're reading these lines back and, and if you're fucking them up, Hitler's shooting the, like whoever fucks up. It's cr- absolutely crazy. But then you'll do that, and then you'll snap right into some like serious uh, social commentary on um, on on like uh, people taking things too seriously or uh, getting offended too easily. Uh, they they even played the card on, or or, or they even uh, did a very short uh, jab at uh, the whole 
um, oh, you didn't just assume this thing's gender. Like, that was even in there. But they did it in, like, a serious but not serious. It's just so much of it is in there. And if, you, and if you're just playing the game at surface value, you might not even catch all this shit. But they've nailed it. And all of the characters are so exaggerated and over the top, but yet they play their, their roles perfectly. The characters are, like, think of Borderlands, except good. And I know I just offended a whole bunch of people with that, but Borderlands is like the tryhard, and Wolfenstein 2 actually fucking goes out and accomplishes what Borderlands tries to and do. And the first game wasn't and all so, that bad either. Like, it, it, got, no, it had it was good. good reviews. I did play, I only played about three hours of it, because um, shooters just don't hold my attention all that long, but the gameplay felt good. Um, the only thing that I saw from your stream when I was watching you play it for like a half hour is the movement speed was just absolutely next level fast. Like you would turn around Dude. and you done like uh, hyper a fucking three thousand twenty eight eighty, whatever that is. <laughs> Dude, uh, like it, that is that's definitely one of the things that I don't like about the game, which I'll encompass here. Uh, coincidentally, the actual shooting experience in this game is the weakest part of the entire game. Mm. It's a first person shooter that then the shooting and the gameplay aspect of it. Um, I'll say the level design more than the shooting aspect, because the shooting is fine, really. The guns themselves are questionable. There's really only two weapons you want to use the entire game, because all the other weapons suck dick. So you only just use two. Like, you'll have a, a, a battle rifle that's more effective than a big-ass chain gun at taking down enemies. Like, it doesn't even make sense, so you just kind of... Like, I use a pistol and a battle rifle, Everywhere. and that's it. Yeah, it's the same. That's that's the only two weapons I use, and I can effectively take down the biggest enemies. Dude, come in, fucking 40-foot robot, and I've got a battle rifle with armor-piercing rounds because those rounds do better than my grenade launcher. <laughs> so I just fucking... It's it's silly. So uh, while the shooting is okay, the level design is is quite trashy, and, um, and, and, and it's not very good. The audio, though, is the worst of the entire game. It works fine for cutscenes because you're not relying on it so bad, but you cannot hear where bullets are coming from. You can't hear shit. You'll have enemies that are standing three centimeters from the side of your head, and they're holding a battle rifle at your head, and they're just pumping your tits. And it sounds no different than the enemy 30 feet out in front of you shooting you with the same rifle. And the audio sounds yeah. exactly the same. It doesn't even really sound like it's coming from the right side of your head. And so I'll be like in the middle of combat... And I'll thought that I have cleared everything behind me and I'm, I'm sweeping the room out in front and all of a sudden I'm dead and it's because a dude's been standing just behind me for the last seven seconds. You don't even know. Just ripping my asshole. And like there'll be parts where there's a dude with, a, with like a sniper rifle and you're just here and it's not silenced or anything and he's 40 feet from you standing in the open and you hear this this is like the most pussified sound effects. Yeah. I mean, you just can't hear anything. And then you came in early on when I had the hatchet, and I was swinging the hatchet at this grated metal, and it didn't even make a sound. I thought my audio was fucked yeah. up, but it made like sparks and shit, but there wasn't a sound. So it's 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 fucking bad. The audio is really bad. Uh, and the, what I can say about it to this point, and it will probably remain the way when I review it, is that uh, I would rather Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, the movie... Then with the writing and all the everything, keep all that shit. And give me a long CG fucking because the the, the CG is done really well too. The motion capture is fucking impeccable. All of it's great. Just give me that. Fuck the game. Just give me give me those parts. Just give it to Naughty Dog and make a good it. game out of it. Exactly. So there you go. That's there. There's there's my bit. Um. All right. So uh, let me see here. 
Okay, here we go. This one is from Lars uh, Martin, who is a $100 pledger. Looks like he's a new one. Oh, are you kidding me I'm right not now? Not kidding you. Lars is hooking up. Oh, shout up. out to Lars because you are not going to be on the list today. Lars is hooking up. So he said, what game did you really like to play, but the community was so bad that you just couldn't? Oh, wait, that's a dope. Wait, hold on. Does he have two questions? No, he said, what game did you really like to play, but the community was so bad that you just couldn't? So I guess I guess we could say, is there a game that you were playing and you just couldn't continue to play it because the community is so shit? I'm like looking at Lars's question right now. It is not what you just read back to me. And I'm. Oh, there it is. He did ask two questions. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. I just refreshed my page. Um, okay. Uh, the community was so, so bad that, that you just know. Um, well, I mean, League of Legends yeah. is obviously the one that everyone's going to mention. If they've played it yeah. 90% of the time, they're going to say the community is awful. You, you're tolerating the community in League of Legends whether you play the game or not. Like, uh, even if you like the game, you're tolerating the community because it's it's objectively the shittiest video game community possibly ever. Some people might say Heroes of New Earth was even worse mm. uh, back in the day. Uh, I never played it, couldn't tell you, but um, but League is definitely one. So I'll try and think of another one other than that. Um, I would say... Uh, I'm going to go with League for me. I mean, I played League of Legends for a year, and uh, I enjoyed the game to an extent. Like, it was a good Mm. experience, but the community was absolutely something else. And I made a shit ton of money playing League of Legends. Like, you know, if I wanted to sell out and actually be a straight-up, full-blown sellout, I'd get in my chain mail, I'd sing eight hours a day, and I'd play League of Legends. And I would have three extra houses, all right? That, that's that's the reality <laughs> yeah. of it. But I'm telling you, even though yeah. the money was so good and the perks were so great, it got to the point where being called every name in the book over every yeah. little thing. And then how many of those names were a derivative of Nigeria? A lot. A whole lot. You know, mm. there's every name in the, you can think of. <laughs> and we're not talking once or twice a day. We're talking once or no, twice. It's like every five minutes. Every five minutes. And it yeah. just gets to the point where you're playing it, you lose a game, you realize you're now going to have to play League of Legends for another two hours to get that back, and it's a never-ending grind. And just the harassment is just not worth it. I mean, it it's a fun game, but the community literally killed it for me. So my 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 one is definitely, definitely... Uh, here you go. Dr. Wiener in chat right now says, as someone who has played Han since 2006, trust me, there is no online community that is worse. No shit, no joking. It is the single worst cesspool on the internet. Well, good news for StarCraft Reddit. You've been replaced by Heroes of New Earth, so good job. Congratulations. You're now number two. Uh... I mean, if I, did, if I had to pick something other than League, and I'll just say it quick, I guess, before moving on. I need to get another question yet. I have to look for look for one here. But um, I might actually say Hearthstone. Mm. Um, for reasons like Jeff with League, I'd probably have at least one house if I had kept playing uh, Hearthstone. I had like 800 average viewers the whole time I was playing it for weeks on end. And then I had to stop because... Uh, with Hearthstone, the the worst thing about Hearthstone is that the the community salt 
can't really be done with chat. Mm -hmm. So you end up just slogging through shit um, where people will just basically AFK or take the longest as possible with turns. They'll just drag it on. So the match is like 45 minute fucking slog fest Um, uh, and stuff like that. And then, and then in the streaming community, which was more, it was more prevalent where people come through the amount of people that would just backseat for Hearthstone. Oh, it's uh, or get it's the worst. Or get legitimately <laughs> angry worst. at you if you didn't run a meta deck and then play it perfectly. Uh like I was just I would just be having fun. I'd have a bunch of people watching. I'd auto fill a deck back when you could still fucking do that and it wouldn't be the same deck every time because Blizzard doesn't like fun. And so I'd auto I'd auto fill a deck and I'd just go see how far I could get up the ladder every season. I'd just be like, all right, where do we stop with this random deck? How far can we go? Because that's fun to me. I didn't want to go build a zoo lock for the 86th time and then try and grind all the way for like six weeks to try and get to the top of the ladder. That's boring as shit. Yeah. Uh, and people would be salty. And not just like regular salt. Like Very they'd just salty. be bombing in chat the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, Hearthstone for that was was a little rough uh, as well, to say the least. Um, all right, you're uh, up. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Stuka. We all know who he is. Yep. He is the man who saves us all on YouTube with his timestamps. What movie has provided the most awe-inspiring in- experience for you? For myself, it was seeing the first Jurassic Park in theaters, which was absolutely amazing. Jurassic Park in theaters, I never got to see. It was probably pretty dope. Yeah, I actually um, I went and watched it. They did a remastered version of it in IMAX. Uh, That's right. I never got to see ago, that either. And I went yeah. to the movies by myself to go see it, and I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. Um, I would say probably the best movie experience, like awe drop, like jaw dropping, was Avatar. Um, although the movie is very generic, it's it's not the greatest movie in the world. I still really like it. Um, it was the technology, the things that they did in there, and the fact that it was like the first like real true IMAX 3D experience and it still is better than anything that we've seen uh to date on an IMAX in 3D. The closest thing that I've seen that gets close to it in terms of like how awesome the 3D is is gravity. When I saw that in IMAX in 3D, that was very mm. very good too. Movie wasn't very great, but the the experience in IMAX 3D um it has to be Avatar. And you know what? When the next Avatar comes out, I'm sure that will be the new best experience we've ever had because James Cameron <laughs> literally crushes it every time. He just does. So Avatar is yeah, by far. Absolutely. Whether you love or hate the movie, seeing it in IMAX and 3D, amazing. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I would I would agree Avatar is definitely one of the movies for, for sure. Um, I don't think that it, it... It did blow me away, but I think I think for me... Um, I think for me, I'm going to say something that's going to make no sense to anyone. And I'm going to go with, uh, the third matrix movie. You and I went to see it and for whatever reason, it was just so, it was so much pure hype. It was the end of the trilogy. We were younger. So we weren't, we didn't have, we weren't weren't jaded. We were young enough that we weren't like, you know, it's just just not the first one and the second and third don't exist. Back then it was like Jar Jar Binks. We all loved him. I had a t-shirt on him. Fucking like when I was younger, Jar Jar Binks was dope as shit. 
uh, but the same goes for for the Matrix. Matrix Three, when we went in that epic fight scene in the rain, the music was fucking incredible, and my my mind was just being blown as a child, just absolutely blown. Uh, so I'm going to go with that one. And then we've talked about this before as well, where you and I at the end of the Last Samurai sat and yep. watched the entire credits and just sat there. It was amazing. It was a good experience. And so though, yeah. I'll, I'll go with those two as a as a as a as an optional. I'll go uh, if to, I had to get to two. Avatar. If I had to get two, I'll go Avatar and Inception, or not Inception, uh, Interstellar. Interstellar yeah. would be a more recent In- one for me too. Yeah. So those are the two that that just yeah. blew me away. Um. All right, let's go back to Patreon here. Let me see. Let me refresh. As a side note, how dope would it have been if Jar Jar was Dark Side? Mm, would have been amazing. I would have been okay with that. <laughs> um, I would have been just fine with that. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna answer Lars' question again because it was a good question, but I'm not going to. <laughs> well, go for it. We can. Right. We got, we're here. It's not yeah. like we're going anywhere. All right, Lars, you're getting two for one, bro. <laughs> he said one thing from each of you that we as a community can do better. As a community, yeah. So we're talking about our communities. Yes. Or just, uh, I, I would uh, say, I would say, like you know, uh, like just online, yeah, like our online community. What, what, what could we do better, or what could they do better? Uh, I mean, it's really tough because you don't know what people are already doing, really. Well, okay, right? so here's mine. Here's mine. One thing that okay. I, one thing that I've noticed that I think everybody could do, and a lot, and a, a lot of people don't do this, is for the podcast. It would be to like rate the podcast on iTunes, right? That's you know that that's a great thing um or sharing the podcast with one of your friends it really would go a long way but the easiest thing that somebody can do when you're watching a youtube video is just hit the like button and leave a comment and i know we hear about it all the time on youtubers hit that like button subscribe comment below hit that like button subscribe but you have to understand that that is the process works for algorithm on youtube if you are just watching the content enjoying it that's great. Half the battle's already won. But it's really tough to get out there if you're not doing those extra things. Like, if you like it, hit the like button. If you don't like it, hit the don't like button. That's why they're there. And then yeah. that actually helps with the algorithm so that new people can see it and it goes into your suggested list when you're watching on YouTube. And then that's how you can start growing very quickly. That is one thing that every community can do better. Some communities start off by ingraining that into them. And so you go to some people's YouTube channels and they've got like 5,000 likes and 28 dislikes. Every single video is because they've been trained to do that. But since we didn't really whore ourselves out for likes and dislikes on every when she's fails video or whatever, our community is just used to turning on the video, watching it and then being done with it. And it's not that they don't like it. It's just, they're not trained to, to do, to go the extra step. And it would literally take not even one second. To at least hit the like button. Yeah, I no, I can get I can get on board with that. Mine was going to be similar to that, I guess. Is that I'll do I'll do, a, I'll do a, a two-sided one on YouTube. Uh, I would agree with Jeff with the like. Um, people people tend to uh, to lean towards commenting only when they have something negative to say. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. Um, so if you, if you've watched any of her content or listened to it on YouTube or something, and you did like something about it, 
or you, you know, anything, just drop a comment that, of, of that. Just like, I really like that discussion. I really, and it, and it helps us also understand, you know, what you guys are actually enjoying about uh, the episodes and helps us shape our content in the future. Uh, so commenting is, is definitely there. On, uh, on the live streaming side of it, in a similar vein, um, chatting, I know is not something that everyone likes to do naturally, but if there's something going on, uh, you don't even have to like, you stick to nothing but emoticons. If you stuck to to just talking in emoticons, it doesn't matter. When people come in that are new and they see a chat, say like, they'll come in, they'll see a a, a stream with 100 to 300 people Mm -hmm. and the chat is just barely moving and there's only like four people talking. It's not. Um, it's not a fun place to be. They're just going to leave. It's not. It's. It's not. It's not an enticing. Even if that person's a lurker, it is a. It is a. A metric in which people measure a community they want to be part of, and so being active in chat, even when the streamer is not individually talking to you back and forth, which is what a lot of people look for. If it's if we're not talking directly to you, a lot of people won't bother talking. to actually chat. Yeah. Uh, you know, just try and be part of the community and, and chat more. And when somebody subscribes or donates, fucking get hype. Use all of the emoticons you've got. Even if that's the only time you interact with it on chat, you want to make other people who are joining the community or who have already been part of the community for for a long period of time to feel welcome and to feel like they they you know uh, they've got this place. Yep. Um, and it's you know it's it's definitely one of the best things to do. So in both instances, it's kind of a similar thing. It's interaction uh, with the community and being part of it. Um, and, and definitely just, uh, trying to be positive, uh, uh, about those things. And it, and it, for, for streamers and YouTubers seeing comments come in and whatnot, it lets, it lets them see how their community is, uh, feeling, how they're reacting to things, uh, allows them to change their content or something if, if necessary. And it just lets them know that, uh, especially with the positive ones, which is, tends to be more difficult to... <laughs> to get people to do, yeah. uh, those make content creators a lot happier, uh, for sure as well. Uh, cause it, it takes, I mean, think about it guys. It's like the, it's like the old saying, you can, you can find, you can lose five bucks and be more pissed off about that than finding 10. Yep. It's just the way the human mind works. So when there's a negative comment, you need like two or three positive comments before you can just look at that negative comment Say, eh, whatever. and just ignore yeah. it. And just brush it off. It's just kind of the way that that it works, no matter how hard you try. So that that would be my uh, my my bits for that. For also, sure. Also, if anybody in chat's got any questions, you can start spitting them in there, and uh, I'll I'll kind of pick one out from time to time. Just here. make sure you at technical alpha or or at Maximus Black or something. Yeah, just do at technical. That's alpha. not supposed to happen. The give me shelter thing is coming. How does it? Wait, what? How is that possible? How is that possible, Jeff? What? How's what possible? What'd you do? How is the donation notification to give me shelter thing on bot? What? I am so confused. I just got the give me shelter notification on the screen and the noise and everything. Oh, that's because we haven't changed. We haven't changed the, uh, uh, the thing we have, we haven't changed it back. All the sounds are still plugged into the give me shelter. We didn't, we didn't, change it back well we never remember we hooked it all up to my stream so somebody just donated to us but it went to our technical 
All right, I'm going to hide that because it's going to come up and be like, ching, or whatever else. So I'll just hide well, that. Well, thank you, now. whoever That's just funny. donated. Thank you, whoever that was. I couldn't see the whole thing because it's set up for the old notification thing. I'm going to have to go back and. Well, if you if you open up Streamlabs, you'll be able to see what they wrote or whatever. Or if you if you just log into Streamlabs, you'll see it. Yeah, we just that we was, just haven't changed the thing, but yeah, yeah. All right, that was that was that was random. Um. All right. Jorbach asks, "This is an easy one. What's your favorite dip?" What do you dip in it? Ooh. You know what? I got to just say it flat out. My favorite dip is just ketchup. What if it's a chip? What is it? What if it's a different, like, do you have any other, comp- like, are you a chips and dip kind of guy? Not really. Or, like, I, you, you know have- what? Kale and I, like, will occasionally buy a thing, a, a dip. If I am getting it, I'm just like the regular ass onion dip for chips. Mm. That's what I fucks with. Um, but if I had to use a sauce, uh, it would just be a ketchup. Like, I mean, you can't fuck with ketchup I'm a simple man have you ever had have you ever had artichoke dip bro yes I have and I'm not a huge fan of it I worked oh, at Swiss no. Chalet man that was like one of the main I appetizing dishes artichoke if if it wasn't 80% cream and it didn't make me friggin shit myself dry I'd be eating artichoke dip like it was going out of style mm. but uh my no my favorite dip is my grandfather's dip uh, and you just, you just go with a, a classic ruffle plain chip mm. or the, uh, other, uh, other favorite is the crunchy cheesies, not the, not the oh, puffs or anything else, but the crunchy ones. Yeah. Um, and those are the, uh, dipped in there. The dip itself, uh, is something he just came up with that if I read the list of ingredients off would make most people confused uh as fuck but then you taste it and it all makes sense why did that still why did that noise still come up oh my god <laughs> well we're getting coin sounds today hey, guys. we're making money Thank you for whoever Woo. whoever donated i guess uh those listening on itunes won't hear it but for everyone else there's mastercard i can't hear it uh, so, so yeah that's yeah that's my that's my uh that's that's my that's my dip uh and, and the things that i dip it in i if i had to choose another one I don't mind a good hummus. Hum- I actually like hummus, and I've been eating a lot more of it because I've been on this like uh, Lebanese kick, and so I've mm-hmm. been and instead of like the tzatziki sauce that I put on a uh, chicken shawarma, um, yeah. I've been just getting hummus instead. It is fucking. Now, do you have really a flavor good. of hummus that you just like? Just a regular plain ass hummus that hummus. almost tastes like nothing, but it, it's mm. just good. It's good nothing. Well, it tastes like garlic, is what it tastes like because it's like unbelievably laced with garlic mm. that that stuff is 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 loaded uh yeah i like regular regular hummus red pepper roasted red pepper hummus is also pretty tasty and roasted garlic hummus yes. if you really want your significant other to smell you for like the next five days yes get in on that roasted garlic hummus um all right so let me see here um, we have any questions in the chat yet? Not many. Uh, nothing crazy yet. So let me go back over to Patreon here. Uh, okay. So Cyclone, Cyclone Nix asks, you're the MC of your own anime. What's the synopsis and what's your special <laughs> quirk? Uh, hard mode. You can't be. Uh, Yagami, Yag, Yagami Light or Vegeta? What's Yagami Light? I don't. I'm not fucking ask me. I don't know. All right, so if I don't watch enough anime do for I. that, 
All right, so I'm going to... Okay, so my anime would literally be about... Um, you know what? I'm going to go with my RPG, all right? Okay. Oh, I'm going to go with my RPG, okay? okay? All right. So there is, okay. A, there is a demon... Okay. Ejaculating semen... Which are lower, which which are which are under demon. So like little tiny, they're like putties. This is actually hentai. Yes. So hentai. So they're ejaculating semen, <laughs> and yes. it is up to the hero, who of course is Maximus uh-huh. Black, of course, to go around and defeat all the semen and collect mm-hmm. their D's. Okay. And if they if they collect twelve D's, they can unlock mm-hmm. the dungeon where the demon is. And then you you have to defeat him and destroy his penis so that he can no longer ejaculate semen around the world. Okay. I mean that's a that's that sounds great, and that sounds exactly like anime. Yeah. To me, actually. So, uh, there you go. Can I get that? It's <laughs> the way it is. I mean, I that's a, that, that should game. be a show. I still have that I game forgot. on my computer. I know. One of these I days, I will continue. Game. One of these days. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm just going to go with, uh, my anime. I'm a regular, I'm going to be this, uh, uh, the, this will be a slice of life is what they call this anime. It's a slice of life. And it will just be literally an anime, uh, about a guy just like me. And, uh, he's basically born 87 years old. Uh, and he's just struggling through life because he's just, he's such an old soul and everyone else around him is just trying to drag him through relevancy mm. uh in pop culture and everything else and I'm just and, and he's just he's just there's the humor in him trying to meet them halfway uh while also just working his pencil pushing 9 to 5 job and I think that's the slice of life I don't know what I'd call it uh, uh, but uh but I think that's I think that's my anime that just sounds so <laughs> exciting bro I just I want to just watch Dude, slice of life I want to is- I want to just binge it I just want to binge your slice of life is incredible. Well, I could I could watch I could watch slice of life anime like if I if there was one genre of anime that I could watch a lot of it's slice of life. It's just it's it's uh it's good it's good stuff. Okay, and you get a little bit less of the truly weird shit <laughs> in uh, in slice of life anime. Although obviously there still exists much weirdness. Um, let's see what we got here. No questions in chat mm. yet, so let's just keep going. Run out of questions on Patreon. Um. Okay, Ooh. Mozart. Mozart says, "What is your favorite Lag TV cast moment ever?" And I mean, there's Planetary Four Tods, Neskull, Fire to Blaze. What is yours? So my favorite is the Probe War, when it was the probes versus the SCVs. And I thought the battle was over. It was an epic fight between the two. One guy was like going back into the command center and then jumping out. That was epic. And then uh, the pro would run around and get some shields and they were repairing each other. And then it was so, the climax was so crazy and they ended up getting killed. And then a probe came out. I think it was a probe. He came out out of nowhere. He had a probe like at the bottom of the map and he came down just when we thought it was all over and we didn't notice it. And then he came in and fucking destroyed the dude. And it was by far the most surprised. Like, there's a lot of episodes where I can see what's coming. But this was one of those ones where I didn't see it coming. And it was just, it was perfect. The reaction was super genuine. And I, 
is one of my favorite mo- moments ever. The, the cast is called, uh, I think it's called like SCV Probe or something like that. Yeah, no, it was definitely really, really good. I actually think it might be in our top five reviews, that one. Yeah, it's if good. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be a little selfish on this one. I'm going to say my favorite is the original Jizzer Wizard mm. uh, because I I don't think I've ever laughed in a lag TV cast harder than... No, it might have been the... Yeah, it was... I asked you to hit me up with the, that noise of like some... Of like the Jizzer Wizard or some shit... And it's the and it's the fucking the fucking the, the cock or ring. The fucking, just like yeah, the and, uh, just yeah. Gandalf. Oh my the Jizzer wizard. It was funny, bro. And you this the 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 ring, the cock ring, and you go through this whole fucking monologue <laughs> and just the payoff at the end and the farouche, the farouche that came every, out yeah. of it at the end. Yeah. I I was crying. Yeah, was I was laughing so hard it hurt. It was magical. That was my sub noise was for a really long time too. You made it my sub noise on Twitch. Oh yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, you shall not pass. Yeah, it was good. You shall not pass. It was good. It's good. Um, You know what? There's got to be somebody one of these days that's going to do like a compilation of all the noises of like (laughs) all the crazy, like the top noises ever. That would be a pretty pretty good video. That would be a fire video. I'd watch that video. I would watch the shit out of that video. I would watch the shit out of that video. Someone's going to Where was the one I was going to... What? Wait, where the hell did it go? I was literally just. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Xavier Page or Xavier Page, uh, who is a lifetime seventy-five dollar, ten dollar current pledge. Mm. Due to uh, recent YouTube comments, I don't want to ask a question. I just want some off-the-wall political commentary. Jeff gives us uh, some random opinion. Doesn't have to be your real opinion, just an opinion. And Adam plays opposite of devil's advocate. Um, here's 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 what uh, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna curb this a bit. I know which comment he's he's specifically referring to. There was somebody. Uh, whatever we said. And both of us said something, I guess, in one of the last podcasts or one of the segments. One of us or both of us said something. It was like a, it was like a, at most, it must have been like a five second Trump dig or some shit. Some, something so minimal. I can't remember what it even was. And this person uh, was awfully upset about the fact that we 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 went in on Trump again for the five second dig or whatever, and was uh, going on about how uh, you know people are here for escapism and they don't want to hear about all of these things, and so if we bring that up, then it's just you know we're we're yeah. we're doing everyone a disservice if we talk about uh and literally apparently anything that does not include video games yeah. or movies and TV yeah. uh and so I, I think that's the comment he was referring to and um of course people slammed him down pretty hard not long after making that comment but see this is why I don't read YouTube comments because 
It just it is. Yeah, what it is. I mean, listen, man. Like, so uh, the 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 way the the way I look at it is this: if I offend you, um, when we're talking on a podcast, like I feel as though this this podcast was created so that we can talk about whatever. I mean, there are there are obvious things that we kind of have to stick to because of our community, but we're allowed to speak our mind on whatever. And we did that even in lag TV. I mean, it was still a video game focused channel, but we talked about so much stuff that was not video game related that I don't see how it's a big surprise. What it is, is we probably offended the guy because he's, he's, Oh, this is what it was. Remember we had to get rid of, we were saying who to get rid of. And you said you got rid of Trump's dad. Oh, okay. There you go. Because we couldn't get rid of Trump, so you were like, okay. "Easy, Trump's dad." There you go. I thought that was pretty funny. It was like a comedic <laughs> it was, thing. It was clever. I liked it. Um, I liked it. But yeah, I mean, hey, I get, I get where he's coming from because you know you do hear a lot about Trump and all this other bullshit on TV all the time, and probably the last place that a lot of people want to hear it is a place where they do escape, and that is a reality for a lot of people. But they also have to understand that we're regular people too, and we're able to talk about whatever we want. And the thing is, is people are allowed to have different opinions on different things. It happens a lot here. Um, if you get offended by how we think or how we we feel, you have to understand that we also live in a different part of the world. Our culture is different. And at the same time, it was done in a comedic way. Um, I like to consider myself not a comedian, but I go for jokes sometimes. It's just what we do. We try and be funny. We try to entertain. Sometimes it's at the expense of, of other people, um, but it's it's usually lighthearted. It's not like we're on here wishing death upon somebody in the most serious of way. Would I want Donald Trump dead? No, of course not. He's a person. But at the end of the day, if it, it's a joke, it, it's, it is what it is. A lot of it is just insecurities of people that people have of themselves. And they they don't like that other people think differently than they do or challenge their thought process. And it wasn't it's not even about that, but they make it about that. They make it like it's we're attacking them and they weren't even part of the conversation. They're just listening in. And it just so happens that some people just get offended by things, whether it's politics or religion or um, even even what you think of a movie like, you know, some people have a different experience for everything. It's it's called your subjective opinion on something. It's not a fact. It's just the way it is. And it's a beautiful thing to listen to other people's opinions on things. And then sometimes it gets you thinking in a different way or, or you, um, or you, it reinforces your already, it, it strengthens your beliefs. Um, that's just the way it is. I just peg it as insecurity. And if people are insecure about what I have to say about certain things, that's on you. I'm not losing any sleep over it. That's on you. I'm not going to tell you to go fuck off, but if you don't like it, then go watch somebody that's going to jerk off your own ego. And I'm sure if we were talking about how great Donald Trump is, if he is a Trump supporter, he would have been like, yeah, actually, he's not that bad. It would be a different Mm -hmm. conversation. But then the vast majority of people that actually don't like Trump, because there's a lot of them, believe it or not, uh, all those people are then going, what the fuck are you guys smoking? He's a fucking prick. So it doesn't matter which way unless you want to be one of these YouTubers that are com- completely down the middle. And I have no comment on that, guys. Like, you know, they're scared to walk on eggshells. I'm not that type of person. I don't really care. And that's why people love or hate me is because I have an opinion. That's why I took a lot of shit in StarCraft is because I had an opinion. Most people that are... 
appreciated in certain groups, especially in esports, are people that are bland as fuck and they're only good at the game. Whenever they have an opinion on something, people are going to get offended. And so when when I speak up and I say, hey, I don't like this or I think this bullshit, either people are going to go, yeah, you know what? I've been feeling the same way about that. You're fucking right, bud. And then there's some people like, fuck you. You're you're a fucking loser. You don't know the fuck you're talking about, you cuck. And, and they'll go crazy unless you're the guy that's straight down the middle going, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, either I really like this, but this could be changed a little bit, but I'm, I don't really know yet. And you kind of get a little bit so that each side doesn't get mad. But, you know, you're 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 kind of stroking the dick of each side just a little bit so that everybody's happy. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Go cry me a river, pussy bitch. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't affect me. Like if, if I'm upsetting you, why are you listening to me? You know how I am. I'm not walking on eggshells for you. When I first started, yeah, I used to walk on eggshells because I wanted to make everybody happy. I want everybody having oh, a it's... good time. And you know what? That ain't me. I'm done faking it. I, fa- I faked it until I made it. And now that I made it, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. So just yeah. deal with me. So I, I look, look, I, I don't, uh, some of it is definitely the, the difference of opinion and the ego thing, like you were saying, for sure. I also just think that some people um, have a, a, a belief that that they honestly just have a say in how uh, content creators of any kind create content. I mean, how many how many celebrities? have spoken up in disdain with 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 uh not just Trump but but you know his his entire group of people everyone he's brought into the fold I mean it's not just Trump I mean that's on the stake here I mean there's just uh his entire you know Trump army behind him there uh, on the hill is getting flack for it too and how many times have you seen celebrities come in on it and then the first thing that a lot of people say is well why are you you shouldn't be taking you shouldn't be taking sides or you don't know what you're talking about. You're just a celebrity or you're not allowed to, you know, do this shit yeah. uh, or uh, or I don't want to hear my my celebrities talk about it because now I don't know if I can like you anymore. And like it's you're, if you're if you're not just a regular person that this other person might come across in a, on a daily basis at work or just out in public. You're apparently not allowed to actually have a political opinion or talk about it. You're allowed to have one. You're just not actually allowed to talk about it because then it becomes like this weird fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I have a problem with because, because uh, I mean, truth be told, uh, I will tell you to fuck off. <laughs> I, that, I, I, don't have, I don't have time for people uh, who think that just because uh, media of various forms is 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 an escape for people, because it is, and I appreciate that, it doesn't mean that I need to cater to your escapism. There are an infinite number of things in this world that you can use as escapism. If you think that you can't come to a technical alpha or my stream or Jeff's stream or whatever uh, because we might make a jab at Trump here and there or talk about our political views for a few minutes every now and then then fucking deal, man it's deal, not it's not like it. we we booted up and we want to like break the the latest news and we're and this is what it's all about but it's a podcast right you know i'm not i, I don't purposely want to go out there and offend people for the sake of offending people but if somebody's going to ask my opinion on something uh and and i feel like you know it isn't going to offend 
there, there, there is like a level that I won't cross. Like there are certain things that I will say in the privacy with Adam and I or my friends that I would never say on the internet. Not saying that they're really bad things, but maybe my my opinions on certain things. Uh, but that is that is my responsibility as at least in my eyes, if I have sponsors and things like that, that there's just certain things that I won't say. But yeah, of course. But at, at the end of the day. It doesn't mean that I'm also going to censor myself to all shit so that I can't be myself and I feel like I'm walking on eggshells all the time. If somebody truly Here's- gets offended by a Trump jab in 2017, you're living on the wrong planet. It's just here's, it's just that simple. Here's my view. Here's here's my view. And I'm I'm going to be I'm not going to be I'm not going to, you know, talk loud and fucking be hyper, you know, hyperbolic or or fucking sensationalize or anything like that in, in in that kind of way. I'm going to talk nice and calm. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. I'm okay with you if you voted for Trump. I can understand the mechanics and the psychology behind having voted for Trump. But if at this point in the game, after all that has transpired, you are still adamantly in support of Trump and 98% of those he's brought in to do the dirty work with and mostly for him, then I honestly and sincerely do not give a single flying fuck about your political opinion. Whether that offends you or not, I don't really care. I'm just telling you how I feel. I don't care. I think you've lost the net. I think you are misunderstanding the the incredible socio-political fucking environment that the American people are currently uh, privy to uh, and a part of. And uh, if you can't see at this point in time that it's a bad time, Trump being where he is and Trump trying to do the things that he's he's doing and that it's unfortunate that even if you remove him, you're going to get somebody who is equally as insane. Just do some stupid too. Well, he's equally as insane, but he's he's also a career politician next in line. He will be able to get things done and you're going to hate your life even more. Then I just I if that's if that's your thing that's cool I just don't fucking care if 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 my opinion is opposite of yours to the point where you want to cry about it I I, I don't um, Trump being elected I've said this before this is my totality on this entire thing Trump being elected is an indictment on the socio political environment of the United States of America it's also um, a strong case against the voting system in America. Uh, and it is also an embarrassment um, at most, inf- an embarrassment for the, for for the, the, the strongest, majority, the strongest country on the planet. It's got the biggest fucking twat for the majority it. of the American people. And for basically almost every other living, breathing human being on earth, watching from the outside in, it is an embarrassing thing to watch. It's 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 like you're watching a television show and something cringe comes up and it's the type of shit that you can't even watch. You know you're watching TV and but you you have to yep. You can't even fucking look at it cuz it hurts so bad. Is is what that is. Um for list of reasons that just never ending streams come out on a daily basis. 
and you can call it fake news and you can do whatever the fuck dance, rain dance shit that you want to do to try and make yourself feel better about it. But at the end of the day, um, no president in our lifetime has been, uh, so opposed and, uh, so destructive to the, uh, to American, uh, certainly internationally speaking, American, uh, popularity, we'll call it, I guess, uh, in such a short period of time, uh, and while systematically also fucking the American people as hard as humanly possible, uh, in ways that comedically much of his supporters don't even realize it's happening. So that's whatever. Uh, and again, I don't care. I have to give props to Eminem on this shit. When he did a cipher on MTV and at the end he mentions, he says, all right, for those of you who don't want to hear me talk about the fact that Trump is a piece of shit, I'm drawing a line here. You're either on this side of the line or you're on that side. And if you're not over here with me and you're saying that you're going to walk away from my music and my shit, Bye. I don't fucking care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. And it's crazy because politically speaking for a long time, it wasn't necessarily the end of the world if you had opposite opinions. But Trump and his, and, and, and his everything that he is and everything that he brings with him, um, is so that cipher was pretty whack though. That cipher was pretty whack. I didn't like it that much. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I didn't like it that much. I, well, I think I think he well he, he knew what he was trying to get at, and I think I he was the message. To I thought the message was uh, message was good. Yeah, I thought the message was good in, in his own way, and in, in in a in a way that um, he can bring awareness it to happen. it and 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 do yeah. it justice. But I thought the the the. I just thought the delivery was. I think he put was, the message ahead of ahead of the lyrics exactly, on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what that was about. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, anyway, it's, let's it's let's up. move on. Let's move it's on. Sorry, up. sorry if we offended. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, yeah, let's move on. Next one. Um, let me refresh here. Oh, I had I had a uh, I had one in chat that was actually kind of right, go kinda ahead. Good if I can find it again. Keep looking. So I've, I've got to see if I can, I can find it. Uh, we're running low, so people in chat start to uh, start giving us some questions here. Um, okay, so Boogie, who's a ten dollars supporter on Patreon, he says, "If you woke up tomorrow morning a billionaire, what's the first uh, extravagant, lavish thing you would waste some money on?" We woke up tomorrow and we were a billionaire. Oh, the most extravagant thing yeah. that I would spend a bunch of money on? Oh, that's a good question. Probably, I'd probably just have like a, a really dope media room or two different media rooms. I'd have, I, I, I'd want a, um, a movie room <clears throat> with, with, you know, proper, like the broom has to be built for the sound, the speakers and everything, the placement, the sound dampening and absorption where necessary, the whole nine yards, the fuck, fuck projectors, just a ridiculously good TV, uh, and, and have that. Cause I do like, I do like, um, you know, enjoying my media like that as, as best as possible. Uh, I love audio, audio visual stuff. So that would be that. And then in another room, I would, I would have it 
specifically set up for just listening to music. So not the movies, but just music. So I'd have a set a hi-fi set up for um, listening to music in the uh, in the other room. And I mean, you can get a hi-fi set up that's like three hundred and fifty, four hundred thousand dollars in a home. Mm. So if I get a billion dollars, oh whatever, why not? Money isn't give even an a, option. Like it's whatever. Give it, give it, give it a go. Those would probably be the most extravagant things I could think of. In terms of raw cost, I mean, there's a lot of smaller things that you would yeah. want to do, obviously, but raw cost, those two things probably. Um, what I would do if I was a billionaire, I woke up tomorrow. Um, oh man, like it's 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 weird because a lot of the stuff that I would do, I would do for other people at this point. Um, I'm just trying to think of something that I could buy that I can't buy now. Um, that I would actually want to do. I would honestly, I would probably just buy. You know what? I I, I would likely move. I I would I would I would go to a to a hotter place. I'd probably, um. Probably go to Vancouver, and I would buy a ridiculous condo in a very very expensive building, and um, yeah, probably like an entire penthouse of a of a a condo building. Some like three thousand square foot condo in downtown Vancouver, uh, and that would probably be the money that I would waste, which would cost you know <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the grand <laughs> in scheme, of the, in comparison to the billion dollars, but that's probably yeah, what I would do. Nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that would be that would be it. I can't really think of anything else that I would do that would be ridiculous, like you know, buying jewelry or something is just whatever. Oh, you you're a billionaire. It's like. You can do whatever. I would never want to be a billionaire. I think it would would just ruin the perception of of money. It would everything would just be too easy to uh, to obtain at that point. You could buy anything. I mean, you could buy you could buy yeah. people like legit. Yeah. You could just buy whatever the fuck you want, and Absolutely. it would just ruin life. I think like the the feeling of obtaining something or or the the grind to get there. Now to be a multimillionaire, absolutely, I would love to be a multimillionaire, but. Because you can actually, it would still feel like you're you're progressing, and it would still feel like life is real. Um, that there'd still be some stakes involved for bad decision making or whatever the case may be. So, uh, yeah, billionaire would just be crazy. But I mean, if I was a billionaire tomorrow, I, I would help family. Obviously, that'd probably be if if. Oh, but I mean, for, my, list, but for myself, I would just, just go to Vancouver and oh, buy yeah. a, a fucking ridiculous condo. Um. Oh, here's what I found. I found it in, in in chat. Cerberus asks, "Who is the best singer ever? Not your favorite, but your the best in your uh, your opinion." We'll try and cross genres as much as we can, I guess, because uh, different voices work better for different genres. But the best um, singer ever. His his opinion, Freddie Mercury. I mean, it's not a bad opinion. I call him the best frontman of all time, and he was, as a male vocalist, certainly had a pretty spectacular range and the ability to hold notes at uh, at certain levels that uh, not many people could, for sure. Mm-hmm. He would definitely be up there for me in terms of, of um, I, um, I guess I'd say, call it like, uh, I don't want to call it range because that means something in singing, but uh, flexibility, I guess. How much? How much they could? You know, he could actually sing properly. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, 
I, 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 my favorite singer, I think, of all time is Michael Jackson. He's just my favorite. Mm. Um, he's just the full package. He had a great voice. He's an entertainer. Um, but if you were ignoring the favorite, is there somebody that you could be able to to pick out as the best? Like vocalist? Like a legit, just yeah, straight like up? Yeah, like a vocalist, I guess. I really like Celine Dion. I mean, she's super yeah. talented, man. Just and 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 there's no there's no I shouldn't say there's no glamour because she's a diva, but it, it it was never about that. It was never really about poppy songs, although she did have them. It was just it's pure it's pure just talent. And I saw her live too, so I'm a little biased. Um, but she just sounded great live even now. So I would I would probably say Celine Dion. If it wasn't for the drugs, I'd be hard pressed to not want to say Whitney Houston. Oh yeah, Whitney Houston is. Man, in her prime. Yeah. It's tough to yeah. beat Whitney Houston in her, in her prime. Um, yeah. Male vocalist for me, uh, outside of the pop world, I like uh, Andrea Bocelli a lot. I could listen to him sing for a very long time uh, and not tire mm-hmm. of it at all. Um, but from a pop side for male vocals... That's tougher. That's that's tougher. So many so many great vocalists exists that, uh, that exist that they limit themselves to fit current pop music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Gaga did it. Um, every everyone every literally everyone has uh, ha, that has done it at some in, in some degree. T Pain, for God's sake, yep. did created uh, an entire genre just because it was where it was going, and and he ignored the fact that he could actually legitimately sing in place of. Uh, using auto tune, um, I think I think that Bruno Mars might be. Yeah, he's he's good. He's really good. He's got a really good voice, and he's a total package kind of guy as well. Yeah, the guy's a, a great dancer. Yeah. Um, he can do a bit of everything for sure, and and yeah, he's 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 a good singer. Um, let me see here. Uh, trying to find Ooh, some somebody questions. said Aretha Franklin. That's a good choice too. Very good choice. I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still Whitney Houston over her, personally. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree, but not a bad. They're choice. just different. See, that's the difficult. That's the difficult thing about vocalists is that the genres that they occupy require very different voices, mm-hmm. and so. You know, it's just a very tough. Like if I'm going, if I'm going female vocalist, then I say Sarah Brightman, but she's an opera singer. Yeah. <laughs> so it just like it's a different, it's a different, uh, a different thing. You'd almost want to go by genre. Um, let me refresh Patreon here because I'm not seeing any worthy questions in the chat. Savage. Just not some dumb questions out there. Hmm. Uh, we are, I think we're actually out of questions. Uh, oh, there's definitely had to have been some, so let me see here. Let me scroll up while you're looking. Hmm. Let me back up here. What was the most, oh, here we go. Vhab asks, what was the most messed up slash brutal thing you have ever witnessed? 
in person? Uh, yeah, let's go, let's go in person okay. because uh, the internet has ruined us all. Yeah. The messed up, most brutal <laughs> thing that I've ever seen in person. Oh, man. Um, honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna talk my old man up here. When my da- okay. when my dad beat up all my friends' dads at the same time is probably the most messed up <laughs> and brutal thing that I've witnessed in person. I've seen I've seen some shit like I've seen some school fights and I've seen like you know I've been in some fights and things like that. But to watch this drunken idiot and I've already told the story so I won't do it again. But to watch this drunken idiot, uh, you know, drop an end bomb on me, tell me to go play at the playground. And I go up and I cry to my mom. Um, my mom goes down there. My mom's obviously white. And she goes down and the drunk comes out. And he's in there with all of his buddies smoking cigarettes and gambling. And uh, we we lived in an area where there's a bunch of townhouses, a place called Cowie Hill. And, uh, you know, just a bunch of, like, lower-income families. So it was a lot of different walks of life all kind of mixed in together. And he was like, yeah, I, I, I told him that the, uh, the uh, you know, blacks, well, may not use the N-word here, play at the playground, not the not out here. So go to the playground. And my mom was like, fuck you. And so the guy comes up to my mom and uh, he's, he's like getting in her face. My mom's backing up, screaming, yelling. All, the whole neighborhood is outside watching. And my dad just so happens to be coming home. Right in the middle of all this. And my dad at the time was driving a 1989 uh, Ford Tempo. And you could hear the the timing belt fucking screeching from a mile away. So all we could hear in the background was... (laughs) And we knew dad was coming. And my mom was like, oh, here here comes Miles. Here comes Miles. Like he was basically telling the guy, you're fucked. My dad is a big fucking dude. And oh, dad's a fucking huge. he's he's a brick shit house, okay. And so my dad comes down, and I'm gonna speed the story up. But my dad comes down, pulls in the parking lot. He sees actually he drives by, and all the kids there's there's a parking lot, and then there's some rocks above the parking lot, and all the kids are standing up up top, kind of looking down at all this. My mom and this drunken idiot is standing in the middle. It was actually a, a kid's name that I was hanging out with at the time. His father, his name's. Uh, his father's name was Darcy. And so Darcy is yelling at my mom. My mom's yelling at him. My dad drives by. He stops because he sees what, what the fuck is going on. And then he sees my mom. And so he reverses and it's a one way street and there's cars coming. My dad slams on his brakes and start reversing. Other cars start reversing as he's reversing and he backs into this parking lot and he gets out. My dad just coming home from a long day's work doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm up there on the rocks crying. My mom's screaming and yelling. Dad goes up to the dude who's in my mom's face, and he's like, basically, get the fuck out of my wife's face, first and foremost, and what the hell happened? And that's when my mom said, yeah, he told our son that N-words play at the playground. And my dad looked at him, and at that point, I knew. GG, right? I, I knew it was over. And, and my dad said, and my dad doesn't swear often. He does. He was the type of guy. I've I've heard my dad swear, but it's only when he's really, really mad. And so he said, "What the fuck did you just say?" And the guy looks at my dad, and he repeats it. He says, "N words play at the oh, fucking playground." That's a 
bad. Right? Like that's a and, bad why you're and drunk. And I'm telling and you that the, I'm telling you right drunk. now that oh yeah, he was drunk. I I at that moment he uh, we knew he had fucked up, right? And the guy was probably 150, 160 pounds. Your dad's my, like 230. My dad right now is 230 and he's 50, <laughs> he's uh, yeah. 54 years old and he looks like he's 40 back then. My dad was probably in his mid 30s, late 30s, and he, you know, still 230, 220 pounds. Your dad hasn't really death. changed. Like your dad just hasn't changed. He's about 230 pounds like so, his entire life. He's so probably born 230 pounds. The moment he says it, my dad sucker punches him. And I mean, he punched him into the fucking next world. Like just a straight, he looks at me, he looks at my mom, and he turns around and just. How? And I've never seen my dad hit somebody before. Like, we always talked amongst the kids. My dad can beat up your dad. It's just something Everyone that kids does. do, right? And yeah. and it was and we always fought about it and shit. And now my dad straight up sucker like laid him fucking flat out cold, gone. And so just like in the Matrix, like when Agent Smith is running out and there's a bunch of about a bajillion Agent Smiths. Well, the door opens to the guy's condo, and four or five of of the kids on the streets, fathers come rushing out like agent Smiths and they all run at my father. Like without, it's almost like they were in there looking out the window and and watching everything, watching everything. And it was like, they're building up the courage. Like, Oh, if if this gets real, we're going to go and we're going to jump them. Right. And so as the dude is laying like cold out on the ground and just moaning and doing whatever, uh, Darcy's father, or actually, no, his name wasn't Darcy. His son's name was Darcy. I don't even remember his name. I think it was Alan or some shit. But anyway, Darcy starts <laughs> crying, right? And I'm sitting beside Darcy. My dad now knocked the fuck out of Darcy's father. So these guys come flying out like the Matrix, and they jump my dad. So there's about four other dads, and all the kids, except for like one of them, is all there with us. We're all outside because we're all wrestling and fucking around. And my mom is screaming, Miles, don't, don't kill them. Like literally screaming, like, <laughs> don't kill. Like my mom wasn't even concerned for my dad. She was concerned my dad was going to kill somebody because it was like a flick. Oh, it, yeah, it, it was rage, like, it was like rage. something switched and it was pure like rage. It was just pure rage. So my mom's now crying and screaming. People are yelling. There's parents out all over the place and nobody's got the balls enough to come over and try and break up the fight. So one my one other dude comes over. My dad smashes him. Suck one punch. I don't mean my dad is one punching people. One guy goes down. A dude <laughs> He's 230 yeah, pounds. A dude jumps on my dad's back and punches my dad. My dad does a little like groan cuz he, he like hits him from behind. Hits him in the back. My dad grabs him from behind, picks him up and throws him over his shoulders and on top of the tempo. And the dude goes rolling over. And at that point, my dad didn't even punch him. He just, my dad got hit, grabs him, throws him over. The guy's rolling over the Ford Tempo, and he's out. Like, he doesn't, at that point, he's, okay, I got a punch in. I'm fin- I'm not, I'm not re-engaging. Like, <laughs> they, that, they can't, they can't tell me that I that didn't, I didn't do, anything. do anything. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a nap over and here. And then there's one dude that then, uh, was coming to my from my dad on the other side. My dad sucker punch. Well, doesn't even sucker punch at this point. Puts his hands up, and punches the guy, hits him once, and didn't even like punch him in the face. It was it was like almost like a throat punch. It was like the guy was like ducking, <laughs> hits him, and the guy goes ah right, and it goes down. <laughs> and they're all they all have been drinking too, right? So they're all fucked. 
And then the last dude who engaged actually like put his fists up and is standing in the parking lot with my dad and they're both like fucking squaring off and this guy gets it the worst because he's engaging and they both trade blows. The guy ends up like hitting my dad once or whatever and my dad smashes him then grabs him and then fucking just gives him a couple of uppercuts and the guy just kind of bends over and lays down. And then dad is like, Jeff, Judy, get the fuck home. And he gets in his Ford Tempo. Everybody's fucking looking around. Every kid, <laughs> every kid is crying and screaming because all their dads are fucked. And it, it looks like a scene from a movie. Like dads are on the ground fucked up. And my dad is sitting there like ready to fight the whole neighborhood. Like just did. And uh, and so dad goes. The rage switch. Oh yeah, he goes home and he, dad switch. was complaining about his back for for a little bit because he a guy got a good shot on his on his back. But beyond that, that was the show. The cops came. Uh, people obviously called the cops. They showed up at our door because everybody knew where we lived. It was like one big small community. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. And the cops show up, and my mom's still upset. And the cops come in, and he they literally nobody was pressing charges. They um, nobody did a restraining order. It was basically. We know where you're coming from. Like there was enough people there. Everybody saw what happened. Yeah, you were defending yeah. your family, and they jumped my dad. My dad didn't engage with anybody. It was they engaged on him, so he just knocked them all out. And you know, there's like one guy. St- there was one guy that didn't get the heat, but everybody else did. And my dad will tell like one of these times I'll get dad to come in because because <laughs> I was a kid, right? So the way I see it, yeah, it, the way you saw it, it might yeah. be bigger than what it really was. But yeah, yeah. we still talk about it from time to time. Like at Christmas time, we'll talk about the story and shit. But that was probably the People most. That are was a crazy so shit. weird. Like the the alcohol is a dumb thing for anyone to drink if you're if you're an idiot because like just the decisions yeah. are poor. Just just such poor decisions. You're 160 pounds. Yeah. And there is a 230 pound black, black guy, guy in front of that, you that is pissed. Who's that is super pissed? You just told his you, son the, that N words go to the playground, and That's you a just bad choice. And you and, and and you just walk. And my mom's kind of hood, like so. My mom at the time she's she's calmed down a lot because she's getting older now. You just don't have time to be like that. But back then, my mom, like we got to understand, we didn't grow up with money. Like my dad grew up pretty poor. My mom grew up in a trailer park. You know, we at the time we were like lower, like not even middle class, like we were like low income family, like we were just getting by like a lot of other people. And my mom was hood as fuck. So when when their shit was going down, my mom was screaming and going on and fucking making a huge scene. And when dad saw that shit, that was it. Like we just that was that's just how shit got got handled with in the hood. That's just how it went down. And it wasn't out of the norm. But it was so much fun because after that, as a kid, I I could now say my dad can beat up all of your dads at the same time. <laughs> and so yeah, I used to one, give it's not even one on one. I used anymore. to give them shit. Like just straight up absolute shit all the time. Like my you remember that time? We would just be sitting there playing video games or whatever, and I go, Hey guys, you know, you remember that time when uh, my dad just kicked all your guys' dads' asses? And everybody like, <laughs> Oh my fuck, shut up. Like, let it go. Let it go. So it was pretty that's just awkward. That's just awkward for the kids, right? Because the the parents are 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 making it. They're they're like they end up being uh, like dividing the kids, right? Because it's just because nobody wants to wants to see their parents fight or anything like that. No. And then the parents are the ones that always drive wedges between kids. It's almost never kids 
driving wedges between them in that kind of situation. So it's just the shit. But people make just such dumb just decisions. Dumb. It, it was just it was just stupid, dude. I, I've somebody somebody tried to fight my my uncle John when he was at his biggest. Yes, yeah, you don't. He was down. He's down at the wharf. You just don't do that. Uh, I swear, it's almost like there's people that are that are huge, and then there's young there's there's uh smaller guys that almost feel like they have to prove themselves. Like like oh, oh I can fucking a, I can fucking yeah. take him out. I don't give a fuck how big yeah. he is. You know, yeah. if I hit him with these fucking iron fists, he's going down. You know, the bigger they are, well, yeah. the harder they fall. Right now, it's the bigger they are, the harder they punch, and you're gonna get yes. fucked up straight so up. You better, you better, you better hit him many, many times, very, very quickly, and never get hit once. Because yeah, it was just dude down on the wharf. He's uh, picked picked a fight with John, and John six foot four, two hundred and eighty five pounds. Death. You're, you are going to die. And there's like, zero body fat. Like This shredded. was the man who was eating an entire box of cereal in the morning before he hit the gym, and he'd come back and he'd eat two Costco chickens yeah. before he had dinner. You're going to die. Like, just very, and his hands are like are, are bigger than mine, but they're also like sausage fingers. Like, just these massive fucking hands, like refrigerators. He, he's like he's one of those like 4XL gloves, like fucking what's Brock his name? Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, like just Bare huge hands. individual, and and the guy just picks a fight with him, and he hit him. But John's a literal rock. Yes, yeah, like, he's a fucking chiseled, and so he hit him once, and John was like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> die." <laughs> and then hit him, hit him once. John said he punched him, and he got it was nose. He hit him right in the nose, and he said his nose like disappeared. It just flattened. <laughs> It just flattened and blood just fucking went everywhere and he just caved on the on the ground and he was out cold and John just walked away and he said he never saw him again. Nope. That was the last time he ever saw that individual. It's called liquid courage, was, man. Just people do some dumb shit. Just dumb. He just hit one. I was like, who fights an almost 300 pound man? There's no steroids. He was clean. A clean 6'4", 285. He's fucked up. You're fighting. You're fighting a freak show. And you're and you're like this 185 pound fisherman. What the fuck you think you're going to be able to do? He just got back from the boat. He got twenty thousand dollars in his pocket. Feeling he, good? Yeah, he's got a pack of cigarettes. He's he's fucking t- ten shots deep. He's getting laid tonight, and he just wants to fight. Well, you're going to die, and all your plans are canceled, bud. Oh my god! It's like people who try to fight bouncers at the club, yeah. and the bouncers are like you know these 270 pound like bricks. Just why? Bad life Why? choice. And they're trained. Yeah, it's like, like those dude, guys are trained. Is, dude, I fight people every week. You're going to lose this fight. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose this. I'm literally here and getting paid I can't, to fight you. And then if I can't do it, there's going to be four other bouncers that are going to beat the fuck out of you all at the same yes. time. You are. This is a lose-lose. You're done. If you somehow get through me, there's three other bosses waiting for you. And they're going to let coming. me fight you 1v1 because we find a sport in this. And we, we, we try and conflict as much pain on people as we can. And then we talk about it every fucking work get together oh. every month. And now you're going to die a horrible death. But people just don't care because booze. Oh, it's just bad. Just yeah. such terrible, terrible. Yes, literally an NFL linebacker. You're not wrong. In fact, somebody tried to recruit him for rugby. But he was like, no, nah, I'm not about losing my ears. <laughs> it's not not for him. He, he passed he, he passed up on on rugby. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we talked about that so long. I forgot the question that I had, I had already picked out for the next one. Mm. 
Uh, let me see here. Let's go with... Oh, Mr. Matt asks, technologies you hope to see in the next 30 years. Ooh. Ooh. I would like to see um, something that you can get in to get rid of, like, diseases. Like you go, you go into like a pod or something that we see in like movies and shit, and it just like, like nano yeah, they just like scan you, shit. and then it just fixes whatever diseases that you could have. I guess the only ramifications, the problem there, the 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 problem there is that if people just start dying less, the world's gonna get fucked at unbelievable speeds. Well, I don't think I don't. It, yeah, I be, but you know what? At the, I don't care. Like I, I just don't care. <laughs> like that's the thing is, is if yeah. it can end people suffering and yeah. and you know they they may live longer. I'm not saying you know have infinite life, but so you're not you're not sick. Like people are terminally ill. To be able to get rid of that uh, would be an amazing thing. And if we had to deal with the ramifications of it being overly populated, because sickness does help with population, is sad as that is. Um, I don't care. Uh, it's something that I, uh, I something that I would like to see. I want to see um, a the new battery technology, something that will actually help us power the types of technology that we can't because we are starved for a power source that can actually drive them. Um, that's like our biggest challenge right now, or one of the biggest challenges is that while we have ideas for things, we literally just cannot do them for no other reason than we don't have a power source that can make that happen. So the, that's what I want to see happen in, in the next, uh, in the next 30 years is the next big, uh, energy source or battery, uh, technology would definitely be my, uh, my thing. Oh, here's a good one. This comes from Bullhorn, Mark. Okay. Says, what is your go-to sandwich to make when someone tells you to make me a sandwich? So if somebody says, hey, I'm hungry, bitch, make me a sandwich. What what sandwich do you make? I'm making a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Mm, where are you getting the smoked meat from? I usually buy it at the grocery store. So I just get, okay. I get them to slice it off and I just get bags of it. Mm. And then I just make a... Smoke meat sandwich. What what is on yours? Are you a traditionalist? Are you mustard only? Dry everything else? Just I actually don't. Meat, I don't mustard, like mustard. I don't like mustard. So I usually just put mayo and then pickles and the meat and two pieces of bread, and that's the show. Mm. That's the show for me. Simple. Very simple. It's nice. It's nice and simple. Yep. Um, I've got two depending on what you like. If you're a pita person or like a, a wrap person, I've got something for you. And, uh, if you're, if you're a sandwich sandwich person, I've got something for you there, but, um, a sandwich, I'm going to go with, uh, with turkey, uh, whether it's whatever you want to like, if you can get actual turkey, obviously better yes. than sliced turkey. Yes. You're going to have turkey, you're going to toast, but you're only toasting the inside <clears throat> So on your on your toaster, you want to set it to only toast one side, and that allows you to not cut your mouth yep. or the person's mouth to pieces. But you still get a warm bread with some crunch uh, on the other side. You're going to get some turkey. You're going to get lettuce, tomato, bacon, mayo, uh, a uh, a Dijon mustard mm, Dijon. on that. 
And, uh, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're feeling, uh, you know, extra fancy or if you like it, you can go for an onion on there, red onion. Some people like it, but that's, that's that. And then, um, I used to make a long time ago, uh, pita pockets. If you're, if you're not into, um, you know, sandwiches and I, it was simple. It didn't even have meat in it. It was a shitload of bean sprouts. Uh, mayo, shitload of bean sprouts, um, a bunch of shredded, uh, cheddar cheese, tomato, cucumber, uh, and a little bit of, um, Caesar salad dressing. Mm. And that was your pita pocket. And I used to eat those like it was going out of style. Mm. Um, but those are the, those are my two that I would, I would do, uh, uh, for sure. I'm making myself hungry over here. I'm, dude, I actually haven't eaten since Kayla brought down that those eggs. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had I'm still riding on that subway, but thankfully that's like six thousand calories. So yeah, I'm 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 still kind of still kind of giving it the business. Um, you have one over there. Yeah, uh, Duck My C in chat says if you were building a gaming slash streaming slash office room in a new house, would you mm. go with a black wall or a green wall for a background? Or something else entirely, like awesome cabinets or stuff. Well, okay, so I've done the I've done a green screen before, and it's a pain in the fucking ass. And if you're a streamer, green screens are just not necessary. In fact, I actually think that it's it's it brings out more personality in your stream when you have a very cool backdrop, like a real backdrop. So now when people come into my stream and they go, holy shit, are you in a museum? Or holy shit, man, this looks amazing. Like, whoa, can I see what's in your cabinets? Keeps people engaged. It keeps people talking. And it differentiates yourself from other streamers. Gives something that people can remember. Now, obviously, you don't need to have, you know, a shit ton of retro games or cabinets and things. But you can make it your own. Like, I know Duck My C, you're a big music guy. So if you had your guitars and your you know, a really cool looking backdrop with, with all your studio equipment, it would bring out a lot of conversation and stuff. Um, and you should always, always just paint your room, not too dark, because if you have a dark paint, then it's, it's makes your room very dark. Um, but also paint it something that is not super bright, but not super dark. Like this room is almost, it's, it's like a, it's a weird color. It's like a tan color. Um, it's just a neutral color that can go with any furniture. But more importantly is if it's too dark, you get tired. And you don't, obviously you don't want to be like, oh, fuck, I'm awake. But you you don't want to, <laughs> it, it'll bog you down, especially if you're working in there all the time. You'll get, you'll, it'll, it'll make you so, it'll make you so tired. So you don't need to get fancy. You don't need to paint walls green. You don't need to have, no. you know, a blank ass white wall either. Just give it some personality. Just give it a piece of you. Um, and that's the yeah, beautiful I, thing. I, that's the beautiful thing of of having your own home, and you can make it your own way. It's like you have such a great piece of real estate. Do something cool with it. Don't just, you know, it's just boring if you don't do anything. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I do, I do green screen. I only suggest people do green screen in a couple of instances. One, um. Do you just want to be physically larger on the screen for any particular reason? Because if you don't have a green screen, then your webcam takes up a massive yeah. chunk 
uh, of the screen real estate. So if you're somebody that wants to be a bit bigger for whatever reason, that's a good reason. Um, the, uh, the next thing that I would say would be, uh, if you're in a very small room and you just, you can't get a lot of fancy shit behind you, uh, and you know, you want more than just like upstairs, my old office before I did green screening, I just had these three pictures that I had mounted, um, behind me in the wall, but that's all I could do because it's all the room I had. So small spaces, green screen makes it a bit nicer because one, you don't have to spend a fortune on lighting because you're in a tiny ass space. And you don't need to work on a bunch of lighting to make it work. And two, it obviously allows you to not have to worry about the fact that there's absolutely nothing behind you, but three inches away from your back, there's a wall. Um, so those are the two instances in which I would do it. If you have a room uh, that's bigger, like Jeff's, or it doesn't have to be as big as Jeff's, uh, and you have space to display things and kind of make it your own because you live there and you can do whatever the fuck you want, you're not renting the place or something then definitely go for something like that. Again, if you're not looking to be bigger on the screen for whatever reason, because it does, it adds personality. It lets people uh, know a little bit more about you um, just by looking at, at your surroundings. And so that's definitely um, definitely why you would want to do something like that. Like if I, if I own my own place, I wouldn't likely be doing green screen. I'd probably yeah. be doing something else. Um, or at the very least, I'd be doing a mixture maybe of green screening or, or, or not. I, I don't, I don't know. Some instances make sense for it. Some don't. Um, so yeah, that would be, that would definitely be what I would go for. But yeah, as painting, like Jeff said, uh, definitely don't paint a wall green. That's bad. You just buy the cloth. If you yeah. really desperately want to get a green screen, just buy, just buy the muslin cloth. It's like going to be like $90 for a massive sheet of it and save yourself the painting trouble and just hang it. Uh, and, and do it that way. Uh, and definitely paint a nice neutral color, uh, that can fit. And that's brighter because it will make you, make you feel, if you're spending a lot of time in your office, the last thing you want to do is feel claustrophobic, uh, and, and you don't want to feel tired all the time. So keeping it brighter, lighter, making the room feel more open, um, you know, making good use of space is definitely the way to go. Because mm -hmm. if you're spending as much time as Jeff and I do in our offices, mm -hmm. the last thing that you want is to feel like you're just trapped. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's I'm very a, fortunate. Bad, like this room, I looked at another house to buy before this one, and the office space was it wasn't as big as this. And this worked out because this is actually a bedroom in the basement. And they just put a wall there. That right there, where my display cases are. That's a that's a closet, and so we just took the doors out of the closet. Um, so this is just one massive bedroom, and it's a big room. So it's great for no echo. It's carpeted. Um, I added those lights up there. It's all for show. And the great thing about it is if you are a streamer or it is your office, it's all taxable, like tax write-off, because it's part of my set. So if I did want to buy, you know, get more shelving done, even though my room's complete now, but, you know, my display cases, that's, you know, that's part of my, my, my show. That's what brings people, not in, but it's what keeps people engaged and it's, it's just part of it, right? It, it's, it's, that's the way it is. So if it is part of your job, you know, spending a couple of extra bucks to make it unique, you can get back in terms of a, a tax write-off anyway. Um, what's next? Uh, let's see. Somebody asked, this is uh, a, a kind of an aside to this, uh, if we use a mixer for the podcast. No, we don't. No. Um, both of our, all three of us just have an interface. Our mics are going through, uh, we record locally, 
with a DAW like Audition or Reaper or um, Jeff uses um, Audacity. What's the name of it again? Audacity. Um, And then I mix everything in post in Audition later on. You don't really need a mixer for a podcast unless you're doing a live show and you're all in the same room. Then you need to have all the microphones on a board so that you can equalize audio that way. Otherwise, all of the audio balancing, since we're doing this from different locations, is just done with software here uh, on this side, whether it's with Discord or OBS or a combination of both to get all of us in roughly the same mm-hmm. uh, the same level. You could technically do a really elaborate software into mixer solution where I would be monitoring all three of us and have, uh, you know, use virtual audio cables and send Jeff to one virtual audio cable and panic to another, uh, and have them send outs to, uh, a mixer and then mix us all hardware wise. Yes, absolutely. That would be dumb though. Be a lot <laughs> of work. Dumb. Be a lot of work. And a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, but mostly you want to save the mixer for like an onset type thing, live show, uh, environment and uh, and and use them for that. Um. Uh, if you could go to dinner, lunch, or a drink mm. with whoever, which celebrity would you choose? Mm. Oh man, a celebrity that I'd have a drink with. Um, that's tough. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna I'm I'm gonna default it again. I don't care. I'm going with the Rock. I'm going Bill Murray. Ooh, Bill fucking Murray. All right, I'm changing it. I'm going Morgan Freeman. <laughs> okay, I want to talk go. to Morgan Freeman. There you go. He's got a we'll, lot of we'll life exchange, experiences. We'll exchange notes afterwards. I'll I'll do Bill Murray. You go Morgan Freeman. We'll exchange notes. There you go. Uh, afterwards, I definitely Bill. Bill Murray, I think for sure, uh, would be somebody that you would just... You wouldn't know if he was being serious or not, first of all. But at the same time, you wouldn't care. You just, you'd just you be asking questions and the shit that he tells you, you just you wouldn't be able to figure it out. But I think it would be uh, pretty great. I think it would be pretty great. Um, uh, is cereal soup, Jeff, coming in from... Uh, uh, Kimitz? Kimitz? Uh, no, it's not. I don't think it is. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I would call it as a, a, a soup, either. I feel like I feel like in the most technical sense. Then I think the reaching point there is: Are you eating it with a spoon, and is it liquid? Does that constitute soup? I guess is what's really being going on. Mm-hmm. You know, being asked here. But um, I always kind of considered soup something that you heat up, that that you eat warm. Although there is soup that you can eat that is cold. Capaccio. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you don't heat up cereal, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. Adam. Yes, Jeff? What is your full-time job? Okay, I actually just exist. I just, I'm just, a, I'm just this organism that exists and I just float around. I don't do anything. Uh, and I get, I get paid enough money to survive uh, by just, by just existing. There you go. Is is basically what I do. It's like, it's it's great, really. I mean, you really, if you can get it, if you can slide into that job, you know, there's not a lot of pay raises available to you, but you know, you don't do too bad one way or another, so you maybe don't get too upset about it. But that's it's kind of, I just 
coast on through life and not do anything at all. Awesome. <laughs> no, uh, I stream. I do movie. Uh, I do not movie reviews. Game reviews. Do this podcast. Uh, whenever the time arises, Jeff and I still do live TV content. Um, I uh, <sighs> that basically encompasses most of it. Right there is streaming. Your online personality. Streaming. Yeah, like streaming podcast stuff. Occasionally, I will do design work for people. Occasionally, I will do. Um, uh, marketing type, uh, you know, gigs, but really it's, it's basically that, uh, if I was back out in the working world, it would be marketing and management and that would be what I'd be doing. But just, that's just all encompassed in this wonderful media world. I'm a content creator. I wouldn't even, I'd, I'd leave it at content creator. Cause that's pretty much what I, what I do. I create content. Uh, what else do we have here, chat? I've already answered some of these questions. If I haven't answered your question already, say a different one because I don't think it's worth answering. Um, no, Adam was not in construction. I was in construction though for a couple years. No, yeah, I never did construction. I did manual labor type shit, but never construction stuff that you know you just show up and and do. <laughs> just not. Not uh, not consistent kind of construction work. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I did drywall, uh, steel framing, uh, like uh, building cabinets and shit. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. Those were all the main ones. Just a lot of steel framing and drywall, really. I just did a bunch of like the menial stuff with. Uh, I've done. Uh, well, I've done a whole host of stuff with dad and various things, uh, deck building and stairs and, um, flooring. I've done tiling and, and, uh, click and, uh, you know, drywalling for renovating rooms and stuff like that, but not like long-term, uh, anything I've done outdoor related metal work with, uh, grinding and painting and shit but nothing nothing like i didn't go build houses or some shit uh or or work underneath some sort of you know actual contractor uh um, favorite non-streaming slash personality job so mine would be uh mine would be real estate for sure i really enjoy doing real estate not i don't i don't uh sell houses but try and buy some houses at good prices and rent them out. Mm. And it, it's just rewarding um, being a landlord. Uh, it feels good to be the boss and have somebody kind of mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go and, and, and think of you as, as, um, as like an authority figure almost. Uh, it, it strokes the ego a little bit for me. Mm. And I, I think, I think every entrepreneur has an ego. Um, it, it's a it's a feeling of accomplishment when when somebody you know will call you and say hey you know rents there or something, um, especially when you're younger and you're and the people that you're renting to are older, and so they, um, it's just a good feeling. I, it's hard to explain. It's uh, it's 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 
it's a it's a better feeling honestly than than this um than than streaming and things like that and i think it's mainly because i i if i guess if i did it full time then probably i'd be saying the opposite i'd probably be like i don't want to deal with people and i still yeah, i yeah. still don't like like it sucks when somebody calls you and is like hey you know there's a problem with the washer or something you got to go down and be a good landlord and stuff so there's a responsibility with that but um yeah, the feeling of power. I mean, it's it's a it's a good feeling if you use it correctly. And um, you know, I like to think of myself as a really good landlord. I never fuck around with anybody and if there's ever any problems, it gets done the next day. And what's nice is my dad is in the business and has been for his whole life. So I just call dad up and he just goes and fixes whatever and it doesn't cost me anything. He just gets a really good yeah. Christmas present. So, you know, it's uh it's fun, and and I also enjoy it because I get to bond with my dad too. Like he's he shows me the tricks of the trade, and he's showing me how to do things so that one day I'll be able to do all those things myself. And um, it's just rewarding. So definitely, real estate it can be stressful, but if you love it, it's fun. It's very fun. Uh, I if I wasn't doing this, things that I'd be hunting down uh, would be like a mixture of just. Um, I consider real estate, I would consider, uh, I think the f- number one thing, if I could do a job and not have to worry about the, the pay or, or some shit, I'd just go be a teacher, um, for sure. Uh, so that would probably be my number one if I didn't have to worry about the, the upfront <laughs> cost of trying to become one. Um, and if it wasn't that, then I mean, I, I just... I'm really, really plugged me into a consultant role in, in any number of things. And I'm a happy guy. If I get to, if I get to, um, look at something and, uh, critique it and, and, and mold it and, and run it through a process, that's where I have a lot of fun. That's why I went into management and marketing and, and it was, um, very fun for me to be hands-on with that kind of stuff. And, with uh, websites and and uh, marketing drives and and copy and all that stuff was all kind of fun uh, to be able to have your hands involved and 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 tweak and and change things and and uh, and then watch it and then send it out into the world and with the marketing the nice thing about marketing is that it doesn't take very long before you see if it's actually effective or yep. not yep uh, and so it was always kind of fun to to uh, to do that so those would be pretty much. The things I'd be interested in, somewhere between that and and management, I do I do like managing in general. I don't I'm not I am not so particularly specialized or skilled skilled in one particular thing that I would be the guy that you would want to necessarily plug in as your main role in any in any of those business aspects. I just know a lot about as much shit as possible. So that I can manage the people who are specialists and have them all work together uh, well. So that's, uh, and I enjoy, I always enjoyed that. Um, When I was in university, it's one of the aspects I missed about university. Uh, While I hated group projects uh, on one hand, I liked them because I was always uh, the, the leader of the group. And it was, there was some... There's some fun to be had in a fucked up way of getting a bunch of people that hate each other to work together yeah, yeah. towards a goal yeah. and actually make that happen yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is kind of is kind of fun. So yeah, that would be that would be me for sure. Hey Jeff. Yeah. What's your favorite beer? Alexander Keese. 
Mm. Although I will say I do drink Blue Moon or here in Canada, uh, Blue Belgian more than a- Alexander Keys because I like a wheat beer if I'm just kind of, you know, at the end of a day or whatever, just have a quick little beer. But if I'm drinking, drinking, like if I want to drink like three plus beer, it's Alexander Keys all day, all day. But if I'm just having one casual beer, I'll usually get a six pack of uh, Blue Moon and uh, pick out a beer from time to time. But Keats is where it's at. I'm, uh, right now, uh, well, I've been for a while. Innis, Innis and Gun is my, is my go-to. Um, it's a, it's a Scottish made, uh, brew. They have several lines, uh, several like different flavors, but I'm just the original. I like all of all of their shit, but they're just the original and you can get them in tall boys here. Uh, and they're really good. Uh, and then if I, if I want to have something that I'm going to eat with, cause it's different, like mm-hmm. a, a beer, beer, I like to have a really kind of not flat tasting, but one that doesn't fight with my food. If I'm actually going to drink beer while I'm eating. And for me, that's Sapporo, uh, the Japanese beer. Oh, I like that uh, a lot. Whenever I go Sapporo. to sushi and I, and I'm in a mood to have a drink, they always have it. And it's amazing. Yeah. Big, tall cans. Yeah. Refresh- uh, it's, it's a refreshing beer, and it goes with almost any food I've ever had with it, including spicy, which is a hard thing to, you know, pair with beer. Yep. Uh, it is so, so fucking Sapporo. good. You're right, yeah. dude. Like, that is like, yeah. I, you know what? Next time I go to the liquor store, I'm buying some. Can I just buy some in the liquor yeah. store? You can get tall boys. Yeah, yeah that's, tall I'm boys fucking with store. that all day. Like, uh, this yeah. Saturday for UFC, I'm going to be, I'm going to get some of the, couple of those tall boys. It's a, Hi- oh, it's a big fucking card this Saturday. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> It's very honorable. My name is drinking the Sapporo. I actually like their can design a lot. And when you pull the tab, it's got like this. The tab has a star punched in it. Looks dope. Yeah, bro. Looks dope. But yeah, those are my those are my two go tos. If I'm just drinking beer by itself, it's Innocent Gun. And if I'm having beer with food, then I reach for uh, a Sapporo. But I'm all about the tall boys, for sure. Hi. Hi. Uh. What is one thing, ability, skill, or piece of knowledge that other podcast members have that you yourself wish you had? Mm. I I wish that I had uh, Jeff's ability to play games that that I, you know, that he doesn't like, but it makes him money. So he does it anyway. Yeah. I am physically not even just not even anecdotally, but I, I have a physical reaction to playing shit video games. I cannot, I I can't force myself. That's why I never played Hearthstone after that period. I couldn't do it. Like I, I, I can't just, if I don't like it, I can do it for short stints. Like I could do it for a couple weeks, but I can't sit down and be like, fuck it. I'm just going to play this game for six straight months, yeah. 10 hours a day, and fucking grind it out. I can't. I physically am incapable of doing it. I will vomit live on camera if I have to do that shit. Well, for, uh, me, so, for me, it's like it's becoming harder for me to do that because I'm not yeah. I'm not as desperate for money anymore. Like, uh, mm. you know, I'm 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 comfortable. Like, uh, obviously, I still need to make money and I still strive to make money. I mean, it's my job. Um and I'll and I'll try and maximize viewership or maximize my my ability to 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 make money uh, when it comes to playing certain games. But that really has changed for me a lot in the last 
really ever since after League of Legends, like when I was actually playing the game for the money and uh, and I made so much of it in a short period of time that I knew I could have kept going, but I decided not to. Um, but typically now I, I play games that I like and if I don't like something, I can fake it for a little bit, um, but then it just kind of gets to me. So, you know, RuneScape is probably the best example as of late. Fell in love with the game, played a shit ton of it, uh, took a break for because of the community's absolutely diehard and crazy that you need to just walk away from it if you're not playing it all the time. And uh, recently picked it back up. I haven't played now for about a week just because I've been playing other playthroughs and things. But, you know, this winter I'll, I'll end up playing a lot of it. Now, the thing is, is I don't know how I'm going to feel about the game after I'm done getting my quest cape and I'm done beating the Inferno because I'll have some sort of mission to work towards. Um, at that point, I, I don't know. I can't really say. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I do have the uncanny ability to um, play a game that I absolutely don't like or hate um, if if the viewership and the money is right to do it. You know, uh, that that's it. Will, will, would I play a game for money, like in terms of a sponsorship that I don't like? That is, typically that happens, if I'm getting paid to play a game, which is pretty rare, but if I'm getting paid to play a game, I typically won't play the game before I, I, I before I sign a deal. So I'll look at it at face value and I'll look up a YouTube video and if I see myself being able to enjoy it or being able to either make fun of it in a fun way, then I'll, I'll, I'll sign the deal for the money. But if I hate the game and I start playing it, I have to, I, I've made a commitment. Like I have to continue to play it. So if I, if I offered, if they offered a contract for me to play it for 20 hours and I am on hour two and I hate my life, I will do a good enough job at pretending that I like the game or not even pretending that I like it, but I won't shit on it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll try and find things of it you that I do like. It as exactly. much as you can. Somebody, somebody will come in the stream and be like, dude, is this game any good? And, and I'll say things like, you know, there's parts there's parts of it that I really, really enjoy. And then I'll kind of go, well, you know, there's this part that I don't like. It'd be cool if they would add in this. And I'll kind of give my thought process to make it better. But I won't flat out go, this game's fucking shit, obviously, because I'm getting paid to do it. And I, and I won't get any more working uh, jobs from my, my agent. You know, you just don't do that, right? You're burning a lot of bridges, but I'll, <laughs> but I'll, I'll screw around the idea. But in terms of like streaming a, a game, um, yeah, you know, if if I picked up say Hearthstone, and because I don't really, I, I like Hearthstone, but there's no way in fuck I would want to play it eight hours a day. I'd want to kill myself. But if I, but if I uh, played it, and say I had like two thousand viewers, and it was doing well, and I fucking hated it. You're damn right. I would suck it up and I would milk that bitch uh, and and make an impression on those viewers so that I can win them over so that they can fall in love with me and not the game I'm playing. Because ultimately, I'm the personality and it's up to me to put on an entertaining show. So as long as I can entertain them and I'm and it's genuine, like I, I'm always an entertainer. I try to be anyway. Um, then that's that's my goal. It's like, hey, I have an opportunity to have a big audience. Let's win over as many people as I can. And then as I move to the next thing, I'll lose 70% of them, but 30 of them go, hey, you know what? I really like this guy. I'm going to continue on this journey with him to whatever he's playing until eventually I find a game that I can grind uh, and play. So that's that's sort of yeah. always what I've been doing. And the thing is, is a lot of people will call you a sellout for those sort of things. But they can go well, fuck themselves. Whatever, I, you know what? Whatever. They can go and literally fuck themselves. They can go I'll, I'll on yougis.com and 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 stroke one out. 
Because at the end of the day, I never apologize for making money to further myself and my family tree and continue my career that I worked so hard to get. And to yeah. stay as relevant as possible, you have to be able to adapt. And if not, be be willing to hit the floor and and be where you're at. And so I'll never be apologetic about uh, trying out new things to see what works because that's what most people do. Um, when, when you're an entertainer or whatever, if you're an actor, you're going to try different types of roles and different types of things. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And so you'll, you'll kind of divert back to what you're known for and that's okay. But it's also, also nice to be able to go out and do other things. It was like with leg TV, we tried other things and we got, we got pushed back and we, we, we decided that we were going to back off for the sake of our viewers when we should have in all reality just went for it and tried out new things and maybe something would have stuck. And then at that point, we have an opportunity to jump ship from StarCraft if we wanted to because ultimately we've been wanting to jump from StarCraft for, for a couple years and we just couldn't because it's our job now. We, we're, we're stuck in that hole because that's where, cause, because we didn't want to change. And so there's a lot of pro players or streamers that have no longer have relevancy in any way, shape, or form because they were not willing to adapt. And you cannot you cannot apologize for for doing your job well. Uh, that's uh, just my I'll, thought I'll process. Expand, I'll, I'll expand. I'll expand it just a, a wee bit to get it out of just the streaming thing. It's Jeff's ability to latch on to a finite number of things, yeah. not just opportunity, but latch on to something. And 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 commit to it for long periods of time. Yeah. I'm, uh, for the reasons I stated not long ago about for for management is my interests are too varied. I'm literally I I I I wish I was more focused in life in my interests for virtually everything because what happens is, uh, I I can't focus on any one particular thing for extended periods of time it's not necessarily that i have adhd or some shit it's not that in that capacity but i can't i can't necessarily sit down and say okay i'm gonna get really attached to this topic for the next nine months and go do it i'll get attached to a topic or a thing and i'll be attached to it for two months yeah. Or a month. Yeah. And then I have to, in order to keep my energy level up, because I will get tired. Yeah, it gets repetitive. I have to change gears. And even if it's something I've already done before, I just have to change gears and go back and do that thing for a while. And then I can go back to the previous one and kind of fucking do this thing. But I can't lock myself in long term to like an individual thing without having to put a lot of effort into it. And I wish I didn't have to put so much effort into it because uh, it would, my life would just be fucking easier. I'm like, I'm like a woman when you ask her what you want for dinner. And the answer is, I don't don't know. know. (laughs) It doesn't matter. That's that's me. It's like, what's your favorite insert this thing? And you're, and I'm like, except for a couple of like, you know, things like on this podcast, I've gotten, I've gotten kind of poked fun at a a number of times. It's like, choose this one thing and i'm like well i've got five and so i've got to fucking like give you five things and the reasoning behind it and it's because i i fucking literally have a hard time pinning down i mean we just talked about beer i gave you two yeah i didn't even give you one you asked me what's my favorite beer i gave you two so that's that's a part of my personality that is a strength for for certain things but i wish i had the ability to turn that off every now and then so then i could actually hyper focus on uh, less things 
and not get tired so quickly and have to change gears before going back, which is why in a management position it makes the most sense for me because I can play a bit of all the roles yep. uh, at once. And so that, that's, that's the expanded version of, 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 of that. Um, and for me, uh, something that I wish I could get from somebody else, um, part of me wishes I had the ability to, um, to be content. So, you know, there's a lot of streamers that, and it's funny, um, and I don't, and and I'm not going to say any names, but, um, there, there are several streamers, a lot of people in the streaming world, uh, they come to me for advice on many different things, uh, business related or uh, streaming wise, and I have a good track record in terms of that. And 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 believe it or not, there there uh, there there are probably streamers that you you would never guess that uh, talk to me about business um, because they understand that I have a business mindset, and so some people come to me and. I look at what they have built and I realize that say if they are making 40 or 50,000 dollars a year, I look at what they built and I know I could make 200,000 dollars a year, right? And so I look at them and they ask me, you know, what are some of the things that I can do to further my my career or whatever? And then I ask them and I go you know what are your goals, or or what 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 are what are the certain things that you you're trying to accomplish, either with your stream or your business or whatever the case may be, and a lot of them they don't really have an answer. They they're just going with the flow, and if they have enough money to pay their bills, and they have enough money to um you know go to a TwitchCon, or if they have enough money to to get by and go out for dinner or whatever, if they're just comfortable. They're happy, and I respect the fuck out of people that can think that way, and I'm envious a lot of the time, not all the time, because I reap the benefits and the rewards of being hungry all the time, but I, I, I am very envious that I'm not, I don't have that ability to turn it off even for a period of time. I, I would say I can turn, if I'm, if I'm in a depressive state, or I'm not feeling good about myself, um, or there's some issues in my personal life, I'll use those as a crutch and excuse to be lazy and unproductive in my terms of lazy. Like a lazy for me would be like a 30-hour week of streaming and 20 hours of work behind the scenes. And I would feel guilty about that. And I talk to other people and they have the ability to not give a fuck as long as things are taken care of, they're just happy they have a community, they're happy that they, 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 they can do what they love, and I will admit that I do get very jealous, not jealous, envious of their ability to not care like I care about every little thing, and I'm happy I'm like that, I'm wired like that, but it is very, very tiring, and it is it can be very stressful, and I'm my own biggest critic when it comes to those things, Um and it's usually not about me. It's 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 I want to be able to provide in a way. It's weird. It's hard to explain, but it's just how I'm wired. And I wish I had the ability to turn it off, not forever, but being able to just have a month or a week or two weeks of just you know getting by. Uh, that would that would it would be a bliss. But no, it's like I'm always 
I'm, 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 I'm constantly on edge. And even when I'm not working, I can, you know, even my wife will notice that, you know, everything cool, but I'm fine. It's just my brain doesn't stop. Like I, I'm processing things way too much. And it would, and the only time that I can really shut it off and I can honestly say I'm completely brain dead almost is when I'm at the movies. It is an actual escape for me. I don't think about work. I don't think about any issues that I'm going through or demons that I'm fighting. I'm just watching a movie. And that's why I like to go to the movies once a week if I can. And I'll go by myself because it's a time where I I literally shut off. But it's like the moment I'm out of the movie, I'm back on my phone. I'm tweeting. I'm Instagramming. I'm fucking looking at emails. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And I'm not complaining because... Uh, I, I'm very blessed, if I want to use that word, to have this, and uh, and I worked for it. But man, it would be beautiful to turn it off for for a bit. So that's I'm definitely jealous about it, about that. Yeah, Rampious. I mean, it's I've that's a that's a more new trait in me than uh, than some things that that happened to me after university. So. Um, when I went all the way up and through school and everything else, and I was so hard nosed about, about doing well in school and whatever, uh, and I'm just hell bent on goal setting and achieving and everything else, uh, at the end of university, <clears throat> when that ended and I didn't meet my, you know, the, the story I've told before, I didn't, I, I, I didn't meet my, my goal of magna cum laude because of that teacher in the first year was a fucking idiot, uh, and ruined it for me. Um, I went into this dark fucking hole for like two months and, uh, dad eventually came downstairs one day and was getting sick and tired of fucking seeing me brood around and and do whatever. Mm. And he gave me this, this, you know, this talk and, and, uh, you know, was just trying to instill in me the water under the bridge, uh, mentality And, and that while, you know, and, and just the mentality that life happens and it happens to everyone differently. And some people are, are, are going to be charged with, um, more difficulty or just different difficulty, which some people might consider to be easier difficulty than what they do. But to that person, it might be, yeah, yeah. but, but everyone is challenged in life differently and life happens at a pace that you that no matter how much planning and no matter how much you know mental chess that you play life is always going to win and it's going to it's going to catch you you can mitigate it as much as you can yeah. but there's a point of diminishing returns and at the end of the day uh you know put put things into perspective look look at the world as it is and honestly say to yourself you know, am I really that bad off? Are my problems, <laughs> yeah, like, am, are my problems yeah. really the center of the universe in the grand, Yeah, in the grand scheme of things right yeah. now? And it's hard not to get caught up in your mind with that because you're really, especially in this business, you're in your own bubble by yourself yep. all day, yep. uh, every day, seven days a week, pretty much. And it's hard to have perspective because you rarely get the fuck out of the house. Yep. Uh, and even when you do... It's not like you're you're um, interacting with a huge number of people. You gotta, you, and they're typically gen, you know, people in the same space that exactly. you're in. So, <laughs> it's just a sounding board. You're just you're in an echo chamber. You're just talking with other people. They all have the same problems. 
they're all like, yeah, man, isn't that the worst? And, oh, God, it's this big circle jerk about how bad everything is. And then you just, so you have to slow down, take a fucking step or three back, look at it and go, you know what? I don't live in Liberia. <laughs> Life is pretty good. <laughs> Life is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, fighting against the, the cannibalistic warlords, uh, or, you know, in a place where 70% of the population, uh, has been raped and has AIDS. Uh, I think we're doing a okay over here. Malaria is not in my body once every four weeks. Yep. Uh, I can, I can get by with what, you know, with, with the fact that my Subway sandwich was fucked up today and they put too much mustard on it. That's cool. Uh, you know, so but but before that, I was tenacious to a to a fault, and I'm a perfectionist like my dad. So I was su- I was super uptight and wired for fucking sound all the time. And and that that moment in university, the end of it, the graduation with not not reaching my goal, getting ninety nine percent of the way there. I made the dean's list all four years. I did all that shit, but to be point zero one fucking points off of my goal was the biggest kick in the fucking nuts <laughs> that, uh, that I could have had there to be that close. I would have wished that I was, it's like coming in second. Yeah. People in third are happier about being in third than, than second place. Yep. So I would rather it have been further off. So that was, that was the thing. So I got that mentality after the talk from dad and it just, I had to get to the point where, where in life you just look at it and you go, okay, yeah, this situation sucks. But I've got two options here. I either spend a whole bunch of time, and it's not that it's not, it's not that you're not allowed to feel bad about a situation or be frustrated or sad or whatever, you know, you want to attach to it. It's, it's that you have to look at a situation and say, I have two options here. I either, uh, I either spend time, uh, being worried or beat up or, or, or spending more time doing that than just continuing on, uh, and, and working with what I have in front of me. And only one of those two things are actually going to help you continue to live life. And the other does not. So uh, once I got that in, and that's and that's been it. Been it. And I mean, for me in the last, if I didn't have that instilled in me that, uh, you know, and when I did, then the last like four years of my life as it's been, I'd be a fucking wreck. I mean, I'd be, I'm already a wreck, but I'd be dead. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> fucking dead in a ditch yeah. somewhere. So... Uh, it is an important thing, and it's something that I I try and preach to as many people as possible. Is just it's the the water under the bridge uh, mentality, and the you know do everything you can. Only you know when you give a hundred percent. Yep. The the most disappointed you'll ever likely be in your life is when you let yourself down, and and, and you only know when you let yourself down. Other people can look at you and say you're not trying, bro. What the fuck are you doing? But inside, you know, if you're giving a hundred percent and if you are, then there's nothing, there's to, nothing be to be fucking upset, upset about, about. Yeah. you. You've done it. Yeah. So, uh, once you, once you get to that space and then you understand that in life, shit's going to fucking happen to you and not everyone is going to be equally fucking treated for a great number of reasons, or not everyone is going to have, uh, as many hardships, et cetera, et cetera. You just, you learn to just let it fucking Go, go and just continue fucking go. living and it's uh it's difficult and you have to work at it but my god do you ever get a lot more done <laughs> you get so There's much a really more good done. book that i'm listening to now it's called the art of not giving a fuck and great title it is a very very good listen and it yeah. puts a lot of things in perspective 
It does. I mean, really and truly. I mean, <clears throat> fucking A. It, it just, it is It is hard when you're in a sounding room and everyone's got the same problems as you because you tend to surround yourself with people in similar circumstance and similar ideas. Like, people like to hang out with people in that kind of sp- capacity. And so it's very difficult to to remember to match yourself up with the rest of the known fucking world yeah. and to actually know what the hell is like, what reality is here uh, and, 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 and put some perspective on it for sure. So, yeah. All right. You picked that one, right? I did. Does that mean that I'm, I did that I'm up. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, coincidentally, I think this is kind of, kind of, uh, related. Mark, uh, asks, uh, with you guys streaming for a living, mm-hmm. how do you decide the line, uh, for what you share with the audience and what you keep private? Uh, if you guys, uh, because he says you guys share a lot, something I think must be hard, uh, to give to strangers. So what's, I mean, we both, we, we are, we are the most, I, I would be impressed to find very many content creators that are as transparent yeah. about almost everything yeah. uh, as we are. Um, but where do, where do you draw? Where do you draw your lines? I mean, I think we draw pretty similar lines. Yeah, I mean, as long as people are not invading my personal privacy, like, you know, if somebody's showing up at my house or something like that, like, I'll I'll get pissed off about that. Um. You know, I, I, it's, and I don't want to try and sound like some kind of fucking wise wizard, but I've been through Just some, a wizard. I, I've, <laughs> I've been through, <laughs> I've been through a lot and there's still like, honestly, like there's, there's things about me that Adam knows that nobody else knows. And there's certain things that just the world, uh, does, does not need to know about. Um, and, and if, if it, if it's not going to bring any real, uh, value or 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 something like I'm not just going to share every part of my life. And there's things about Adam that I know that people people don't know about. Um, and and everybody needs to have privacy. Uh, there there has to be a level of of privacy. Now Adam and I definitely push the envelope. Um, you know I'm the type of guy that will go on that will go and fly somewhere and meet a bunch of strangers. Um, and and put trust in those people and and uh, put myself out there. And when it comes to, you know, I share a lot of things because I feel like I've learned so much in the last seven or eight years of my life that if somebody asks me a question and it's, and, it, and I've been through it and I've made mistakes or I've had some triumphs that I, I, I feel it's almost an obligation for me to, to help them or, or shed my type of wisdom. And I'm not, I don't know everything. So like, you know, people um, they may ask me, you know, how did you get here or what would you do in this situation? And I have no problem telling them, uh, what I would do if, if I feel like I can, I can give something back because the community has done so much for me and changed my life in such a way for the good that why wouldn't I want to share moments like being, getting married and sharing that with the people that basically made it possible, not, not love or, or marriage, but in terms of like, 
would I be getting married at this stage of my life or where would I be? And, and everybody is my friend. You know, there, you know, I see people in the chat here that I, I know a lot of them on a first name basis. And at the very least, the moment I see their username, I know who they are. And I know, you know, a lot of people, I know what they do for a living or I know typically when they tune in and I know, you know, and I'm genuinely interested on how their day went. And, and because they're all my friends because I spend the vast majority of my life on the internet with with usernames and I got to meet quite a few of them but you guys are my friends so why wouldn't I invite you to my wedding why wouldn't I share with you my ups and why wouldn't I share with you when I'm when I'm having a low point um cuz it's family right that's the way I look at it I and and a lot of people just look at it as a business they turn their stream on they do their thing they have minimal interaction if you even ask them like can I see your girlfriend they'll fucking lose their shit if you you know if you if they ask you know you know what state you live in they're like it's not your business you know and then that's their own prerogative like everybody has their levels like I definitely can push the envelope I think um but for me you know I I don't know I think I think really my my only boundary is is just not bugging me in person. Like, uh, if you see me at the on the streets and you want to say, "Hey, what's up, Max?" or you know, "Can I get a picture?" or "Hey, I enjoy your content." I love that shit. But like, you know, don't show up at my house or like, don't you know, don't message my wife or you know, things like that. Then then you're you're barking down the wrong tree. And I don't think anybody deserves that. Everybody kind of needs a level of privacy. I mean, we're no fucking huge celebrities by any means. We're just internet dudes, regular guys that manage to fucking play some games and get an audience doing so. And and that's that's the way it is. We're no we're no different than you that are watching the stream. It just so happens that you tune into us. So for me, I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm a pretty open book. And if there's things like that I that I don't want to talk about, like people don't need to know how much money I got my bank account. People don't need to know, you know, uh, I don't know. There's some people that just ask questions that you would just never ask anybody, and that's kind of my fault too. Because when you put yourself out there so much, you almost give them the ability to feel like they can ask those questions. So I don't really get offended when they when they push the boundaries. I just tell them like there's just certain things in my life that I'm not going to tell you um because it's none of your business. But the everything else I'm a pretty open book as you can tell here on the podcast. I'll fucking tell you yes. whatever. I mean, why would I hide it? I'm a I'm a free spirit. I don't care. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll tell you. That's pretty much um that's pretty much, you know, how I've approached it it's just uh, you know it really if the the list of things that i that i just won't talk about um to the community is it's a pretty small list yeah <laughs> uh but it's really just the most close to the chest um stuff that that doesn't benefit the community in any way of knowing it uh at all yep and uh you know uh, it's really just not it's it's not a a huge breadth of material i i've i've been super open with stuff and um i don't know if it's just because of the community that we have here or what but it seemed it's just seemed to to do nothing but help like people enjoy the fact that that we are as as open as as we are um and uh nobody uh seems to be negative about it or or anything like that they're always very supportive of of things whether it's positive or 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 negative you know if we're having a bad time or whatever then there's always support there and so you know what it's meant is 
I think the most important thing is, you know, if you're not if you're not trying to be, you know, the doc or some shit, and you're not trying to put on a a persona to that degree every day of the week, then I don't know why somebody would try and put on a persona where you're just another average person, but you're just not being yourself. It, yeah. it doesn't make it never made sense to me, and it would always be if I felt like it would always be tiring. You know, yeah, I don't think that it's necessarily tiring being the doc because it's such an exaggerated character. But if you're if you're doing something that's approaching who you are, but not but not just being yourself, like that's super that's super exhausting. That's like trying to be a social chameleon. You're going to a party, yeah, and you're trying to fit in with absolutely everyone at the party instead of just and a lot of streamers you know, and yourself. YouTubers are are that. And they, yeah. they have the ability to do that, and some of them yeah. are really successful at it, and all the power to them. But I found my biggest my biggest key to success is being myself, and it just so happens that people just some for some odd reason gravitate to my personality. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's so much easier for me to wake up and turn on the stream and be myself. I don't have to worry about lying or figuring out what I said the other day or whatever. I just go on and do my thing. And with that comes vulnerability and people know how to push my buttons. They they know that I, when I have a bad day, it's plain as day out on the stream. Like I'll tell people like I'll lash out at somebody, even people that have been around a long time, like big supporters of mine. They'll say something stupid and I'll call them out on it some days. and I'll say, you're a fucking idiot, dude. You know better than that, man. You've been around here forever. Why are you fucking being that guy? And yeah, then, some, the same thing. And then yeah. sometimes they'll they'll get mad at me and they'll be like, dude, do you know who I am? Like I fucking supported you for all this time. And it's like, yeah, bro, we're family. Like, you know, you you know better. So why the fuck? Why are you doing this to me? If you're having a bad day, don't put it on me, you know, and, and I'm the same way. Sometimes I'll lash out and I'll, and then I'll apologize like 10 minutes later. I'll feel bad and I'll be like, you know what, man, I'm sorry. I had a fucking shit day or like, you know, the wife and I are fucking arguing about some dumb shit or whatever and i'm taking it out on you and i apologize and that's i I think that's the truest way to be is just to be yourself and when you're yourself all the time they're going to see you in in a negative light at times and sometimes people will take that and they'll define you in that one moment of weakness when you're when when you're not putting on an act or whatever and they'll define you by that and then other times most people just get it they're just like yeah i mean he's having a bad day dude don't worry about it you know, this is not like what it's like all the time. And then sometimes, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like when people will come in and be like, dude, why are you used to be so much more energetic? Why are you not singing an auto tune? Can you do that sex weapon thing? And it's like, dude, I just don't fucking feel like it right now, man. Like, you know, you know, it, it, it has to be it has to feel right. I have to be in a mood. I can't just I can't just fake it. it, it it's, it's one of those things where um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Just reality It's just being real. This is reality TV, man, at its finest. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty purist. much. It's just, uh, I just always found it so tiring. I find it tiring just trying to be entertaining, let alone um, putting on an act. So it's just, uh, I, I, I couldn't even imagine trying to, to juggle both of those. So I just said, as at one point, I was like, fuck it. Uh, just go and, and, and do you and uh, whatever comes of it fucking comes of it. <laughs> and that's pretty much, pretty much it. Everything's short of my social insurance number. Yep. Uh, uh, I mean, people have even known at times when I, you know, my bank account, like I've just, usually when it's like super low, like the one time I had uh, a couple years back and, uh, uh, I literally ended up, uh, where there was this awkward crossover where I had like $120 in my bank account. 
<laughs> and I had $3,200 in bills and shit was getting fucking real. Uh, or, you know, uh, or I'll be just super open when, when the community's doing really well. I'd be like, guys, you're fucking killing it right now. It was like when I got that, uh, my, my car it was because the community fucking rallied and, uh, and helped make it happen and shit like that. I mean, th- there's very little lines that are drawn in the sand for that. And, uh, and they're usually for very good reasons. Yep. If, uh, if, if it's not something that's, that's coming out. Um, I have one here. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Bori asks, if you could go back in time and be behind the scenes of any film or series just to watch, what would it be? For me personally, I have to go with the U.S. version of The Office is what he said. But uh, is there a TV show or a series or something that you'd love to have been there on the se- on the set, get to watch it happen? Ooh, on the set watching it filmed. I know what I want. What is it? I wanted to be there for whose line is it anyway? Ooh, that'd be fun. The whole thing. That'd be I just, fun. I just that would be magic. I I I I would never have to do another ab exercise again because I'd be crying laughing for three hours at a time. That would be every fun. single day, and it would be amazing. Um, damn. You know what? Uh, this is gonna sound super because this is just me. But um, it, does it have to be old or can it be new? It can be anything, okay. really. I mean, so for any, me, it, we'll say anything. For me, I would love to be on the set of Shark Tank. Um, listening to people pitch <laughs> their businesses and hearing the full pitch and the full interaction because we only get like yeah. eight to ten minutes of of it and some pitches can be an hour hour and a half so i think it'd be really cool to be there and 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 see all these different entrepreneurs and all their ideas and how they tick and and uh, all the discussions and lingo and things that happen i i would eat that up i just wouldn't get bored of it so yeah, that, yeah shark tank mine. has got some good some some definitely some good stuff on there i i would like to see i would like to see the less dramaed up version of it too like not the shit where you've got like the one guy trying to be Kevin Simon O'Leary. fucking Cowell. Yeah. Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary is such an idiot. Yeah. He's a rich idiot, but he's a fucking idiot. Like I don't know if that's actually him uh, or not. I mean, I actually I wouldn't even believe it if he told me that was actually him. Then he's lied to himself his whole fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's him. I think that's like Kevin O'Leary strikes me as a guy. First of all, he's a very rich, very rich individual, but he strikes me as a guy that uh, basically just got. Um, picked on and brutalized early on in life and wanted to like uh, be the strong-nosed individual for the rest of his life and man up despite the fact that he's like a five foot seven bald guy yeah. that weighs like 200 pounds uh, you know and wanted to just he wanted to just be the rule of the world and I mean he's rich he's not like he's not filthy Elon, rich you know, he's, 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 he's not filthy he's rich he's not a billionaire just, like Mark Cuban or somebody I, I would call it mildly successful in today's business world yeah. and he run he runs his mouth like he is an actual like he's Bill God. Gates <laughs> yeah. yeah and so you know I, I just I, I it's would like to see it's behind the scenes it's good TV well, that's what I mean so behind the scenes that's what I would like to see if he's turned on like that all the fucking time, yeah. Or if he actually comes down off of it and and is a little bit more, yeah. You know what? I, I think uh, I think he's probably a more level headed guy. Like I've seen him cry on the show too. Like he's an emotional guy. It seems like he has a heart, but you can tell he puts on a show. I I think it's just more of an exaggerated version of himself. 
I could definitely see him being cutthroat, all about the business with with no emotion behind the business. But I think he's probably a a, a good dude in his circle. Um, but you never know. You never know. Oh yeah. Um, what time is it here? Let's do. We can we can do one or two more. All right, caller. Yeah. Uh, so guys, last questions, get them in now in the Twitch chat if you have them. Um, cause we are out of questions on Patreon. Uh, let's go with, uh, I'll get nothing there. Uh, if you had a single one way time machine trip. Would you go into the future or the past? I think we've already we've already answered that, right? In some way. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think we already answered. I think that, that sounds familiar. No, we've we've done we've done go back in time, forward in time. You have to deal with any stalkers? Uh, no. I w- my last place that I lived at, there was a, a couple of kids in high school that showed up at my door uh, several times and would drive down to my street and yell Maximus and shit at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, um, which I did not appreciate at all. I wouldn't call them stalkers. They were just kids in high school that just thought it was cool that the guy they watched playing League of Legends lived, you know, four <laughs> minutes down the down the road. So, yeah, but no, stalkers, no. Never. I, no, I, I never. I did have no. one, I did have one girl in high school that was obsessed with me and she wanted the dick real bad. Like, I'm telling you something fierce. Like, if I was like, that's it, it's on, she would have been right there in the middle of class. She just didn't care. And um, so much so that she had a cousin that went to school who's this big fucking dude that fought everybody. Like, he was just the guy that, he was like the enforcer. Like, if somebody if somebody had problems, it would he would make them his problems so that he could fight them. Um, Anyway, he came to me one day in... in, in uh, and I was at my locker getting ready to go into a class and he comes up to me at the locker and he says, are you going to get with her or not? And I was like, what? And he was like, such and such. He was Kristen. And she was like, he's like, are you going to get with her or not? Or Christina? And I said, uh, oh shit, really? Yeah. I said, I said, I said, no, like I'm not interested. He's like, well, you need to fucking tell her that or I'm going to smash you. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? He was like, she won't stop talking about you. You're stringing her along and I'm her cousin. I'm looking out for her and I'm and I'm and, you know, there's nothing about stringing her along. I didn't find her attractive. I didn't you know, I wasn't interested in her at all, but it is what it is. So I had to end up. I went to her basically. Actually, I messaged her on MSN and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not interested. Like I appreciate it and stuff. And then she just kind of dropped it. Like she never, she never did anything ever again. But that was like the closest thing to a stalker. I mean, she was everywhere I went all the time, and it was like fucking bad. It was like really, really bad. Like she would write notes and shit, and like leave shit in my locker, and fucking you know show up at my house on lunch break and wanted to walk back with me, and she would just like she'd do all shit. kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, dude, it was. It when was, was wild. this? What period was this? Uh, I was in grade eleven. So it was like... Uh, so I wasn't there yet. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And she was one year younger than me, so she was like in grade 10. So she was kind of new. And I would know her. Probably. I just can't put a face to a name. Probably. And the funny thing about it is now is I think she might be a lesbian. <laughs> um, the last time I checked, she had like a girlfriend. So... 
Um, maybe she was just, just really desperately trying to fight the feelings. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that was the closest the thing to a stalker, but I wouldn't even call her a stalker. She was just infatuated by me for some reason. I, I had a I similar know. thing in university. I've told the story before that this one chick that was thirsty. She was as close to stalker as you get without actually being a stalker. Um, she'd always try and be right next to me in every fucking class. And unfortunately... Our schedules matched up ridiculously well. Like even though in university you choose all of your own time for like your time slots and shit, and I did it as soon like first day it was open because I wanted all the classes that weren't seven o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah. So we'd always have we always had a lot of the same shit. We were in the same thing for like two out of the four years, and yeah, she was she was fucking constantly. We just wanted. She knew I had a girlfriend at the time, like a long term girlfriend. Didn't give a fuck. Be grabbing my dick and shit in, in class. Uh, just slapping my ass and shit while I'm standing up to like go walk somewhere. And I was like, what are you doing? I was so, I was like, the fuck you do? What? No, who does that shit? <laughs> she's like, a, who the fuck does that she's shit? A, she's like, a man trapped in a woman's body, man. She's, she was just jonesing for it. She was thirsty dude, for the Adam dick. Unreal. Like, Take and, and I told like the story I told, and I was like about to go up to do a presentation, and she was sitting next to me again. And I stand up, and she fucking like s- just grabbed my ass and the or slapped my ass, and the prof saw it and was like, "You guys need a room." I was like, "I don't know this person." <laughs> 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 so, like, just I don't fucking know. This. I was like so embarrassed, like in yeah. front of like 150 people. And you're just like fucking, and everyone's <laughs> looking at me, and I'm like, I do, why are you doing this shit? This fucking. Uh. Why here? Why here? But yeah, so that was that was that was that. She fucking messaged me actually. Um, fuck, month ago. Oh, she's still thirsty. And, she's still thirsty. And Adam. still, still, still. The thirst is. The conversation was only about five minutes, and it wasn't thirst for me or some shit. Just you know, oh, how she you was doing, thirsty whatever. for the dick, Adam. She was just, trying to. Just, she was trying to get make contact. But dude, like, all, and I, and she's just like she she's just she fully open. And she's the funny thing about her though, she's openly admit all of it. She didn't give a fuck. She just she just she talk about. It, she's like, yeah, I just I just want to fuck like all the time. Just just sex drive through the roof. <laughs> and, and so like we were talking on fa- on Facebook, and she was like, yeah, just you know, living the dream here. You know, stayed around here and and working whatever. But I'm just on this huge fucking I'm just Tinder fucking dry dudes. spell. I'm just fucking just dudes. Tinder. Tinder's just not doing it. And I was like, oh, still on that kick, huh? And she was like, yeah, that's probably never gonna stop. It's like I'm not. She's like I'm not getting married. I'm she's just gonna thirsty. fuck as many. She's she is thirst thirsty. is real. She needs that thirst quenched. So very real. Thanks. Like it, it was. The, it was like yeah, I admired the honesty, but it was like it, I never got desensitized to it. It was always shocking to me. Like every time it happened, and especially like at the time, I was like, "Who's? I'm just sitting in class. I'm in finance. Dude, where were these I'm girls? Taking notes. Where were these girls for me in university? My God, just I grabbing felt like my I had dick to go and, and shit. Done, I was like, like Jesus." It's like, isn't Jeez. there some oh, like football dude with a dick five times the size of mine you can chase after? Like, you just she don't go want after that somebody dick. Else. She wants your dick. Damn. She wants, she wants all, that. She wants that she wants average, average and sized white man dick. Yeah. She wants to take it from you. She <laughs> wants to ride that pony. That's the magic. Uh, I mean, I mean, I was a good looking dude in university. I was jacked up. I was smart. Was still a good looking dude, just, Adam. You're still a good looking dude. I'd hit it. Occasional. Oh, mm. I'd hit it. With a chair. <laughs> <laughs> With a chair. All right, there was one more question here. I think right, I, I, let's do I one had more, one more, one more. Uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll call it at that. Um. Oh no, maybe it's gone. Shit, where did I have that question? 
Son of a bitch. All right, you know what? But Adam no, got fuck. them triceps. You got them tri. I, Look at my triceps. Dude, I have baby. Look at my triceps. I got true. I got genetic triceps. <laughs> I, I haven't been to the gym. It's like I, I went to the gym one day with Jeff <laughs> randomly. Like back when he, back when he first got his card, he brought it over. He's like, "I'm going to the gym, man. You want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I haven't <laughs> touched a weight in like <laughs> in like two years. I'll go to the gym." I must have looked like a fucking idiot in that gym. I was just trying to stay alive for like 45 minutes because I had no muscular endurance. I was just taking my time doing like cable flies and shit. Just like, oh, God, Like we got 45 (laughs) minutes deep. I looked at Jeff. I was like, bro, I'm done. (laughs) I'm fucking toasted. Uh, Matt asked, could I read uh, a thing out of the the, uh, the perennial holiday classic, The Beautiful Poetry? Of Donald Trump. Let's end it with the, look at those hands. Look at that look strong at, hand, straight from fucking biggest, scary movie. Big, that's a man that's bailed hay for his entire life. That's working man hands. Fucking love right it. There. Give us something. Sign us out with something special. All right, here we go. This one is called "Women Have One of the Great Acts of All Time." Mm. The smart ones act very feminine and needy. But inside, they are real killers. I wouldn't mind if there were an anti-Viagra. That's the kind of thinking our country needs right now. Is there more? <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's the poem. That's, that's it. That's... <laughs> oh, man. We better end it right there before someone in the comment section just loses a fit. <laughs> And tries to tell us that that is some serious, well-thought poetry. <laughs> because that's just, that's your leader. That's your leader. Just lead away, full, baby. Full disclosure. And again, that wasn't one giant quote, so not confuse people. Those were three different quotes. And on every page, all of the sources are given for, for the lines that are taken from there. So he said those, he said all of them. They're just arranged in beautiful poetry for your mm. reading pleasure. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And and they are it's, it's all beautiful. Once it's again, been, not a, a single not a single one of those sentences something that I want to hear from a president <laughs> ever even <laughs> by themselves. So You know what my favorite thing you know what my favorite thing was uh recently he had I can't remember what the full tweet was but he started the tweet with I know it's not very presidential. And at that point I was like all right, here bro, we go. If you have to preface your tweet with I know it's not very presidential but you shouldn't write that tweet. <laughs> you should just keep that in the in the bedroom with the wife that doesn't want to be with you anymore because she married you for money, but now you became the president. And now she's in the spotlight, and she just wanted you to die. Now you know, just keep that in the bedroom. Yep, and just don't put that on Twitter. If you just start with that, just don't 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 uh, do it. Read one more. Okay, one more. Before all right, we go. one more, and that's it. That's it. This one's called "Get Ready for Some Excitement." China is going to complete 59 new theme parks by 2020. We've just fired 59 missiles. Fireworks! Tell me <laughs> that that wasn't all in one paragraph, and those are separate. No, those are three three separate. Okay. <laughs> three separate on that. If it was one, oh. that's one of the greatest quotes of all time. Oh. But, no, it's, uh... <laughs> that's... There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You know you can one make my, you know you can make a series on that on YouTube. Just just that's one of my that's just one of the greatest purchases readings. I've I've had in forever. It was twelve bucks or some shit. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna shadow box this and put it in my room sometime and just have it permanently on display with like a nice light. It's gonna be great. Unbelievable. It's a fantastic, fantastic literary masterpiece. Well, let's Ladies close and gentlemen, her down. Time to close her down. This has been uh, another episode of Technically Alpha, the Gong Show edition. I would say that like that classified as a Gong Show. Yeah, it was pretty I mean, close. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good Gong Show though. It was a it was a successful Gong Show. Uh, next week, all three of us, I believe, are back in the hot seat for hopefully a more regular podcast, uh, given actual events in the video game world happening that we can talk about. And uh, so you can look forward to that. Thank you so much for listening. We didn't even do a sellout segment, so I'll just tack a little something at the end. Bless all of you Patreon supporters. If you want to get more content from us, like Retro Versus, which Jeff and I just did uh, more of today. We did uh, some some uh, uh-huh. yeah. uh, robot golf thing that was a gong show. Family and then we Feud. Did Family Feud. That's good. You're going to want to see. Good, good answer. answer. Yeah. You're going to want to see Family Feud. Don't you know how one. you get it? Five fucking dollars. That's all. Five dollars a month Patreon. on Patreon gets you access to the Retro Versus series. You're going to want to see that. You know why? Because it's a good fucking answer. Uh, other than that, shout outs to everyone who continues to give us uh, support just listening and watching. Uh, and please, if you haven't already and you have the capacity to do so, give us a, uh, a rating, five star preferably, on iTunes to continue to help us grow there. And that's going to be it. Uh, let's uh, end out with uh, apparently... Not recent enough list of Patreon producers as we had one, uh, as Jeff discovered, a Lars. newer one. Lars, he came uh, in Lars. on the action. So shout outs to Lars. Uh, I'll probably have this updated next week. And if I can get uh, in a conversation with our boy Simon, then in the next week, uh, we might actually have the new website up. And I'm pretty mm. excited about that. Mm. Uh, and you guys should be too. So Jetrix, Mr. Miyagi, just legends, God. Pantheons. $500 a pop on Gods. those bad boys. Postal Panda, not fucking around either at the 250 Hanging out there for an extended period of time. Uh, and then also Gods. an extended period of time on many of these gentlemen. Jamaican Jazz, Adam Barlow, Toad of Steel, Naily, didn't forget you. Derek P, Fry C, and Ice Wolfie. Uh, and again, our man Lars on that list as well now. Thank you all once again for listening. Tune in next week, same bat time, same bat channel, all that nonsense. And until we do see you next week, peace!